Welcome to What the Fit, a podcast about what it means to be fit. Mike, you're supposed to uh, say it. <laughs> whatever the fuck. <laughs> it was so soon. Yeah, I know. It's right I after. Thought, uh, wait, what? Do it again. Okay. Do it again. <laughs> Edit, <laughs> cut, cut, take two. Welcome Action. to What the Fit, a podcast about what it means to be fit. Whatever the fuck that means. You got it. Yes. Oh my gosh. Welcome back, Mike Kreger <laughs> of Vanison Smoothies. We're we're just rolling right in. I, we don't have any tequila, so we're rusty. This is I don't yeah I don't know how about how I feel about tonight, which was part of my fault, both of our faults. We don't we don't have tequila shots. I know. Um, so we're gonna I have to make about, do. Like I, I, I just slipped my mind. I ran out the door, and then like halfway through the day, I was like, no. I know. And I was like, I ran out the door the same way. And I was kind of focused on getting something for the other guest. And then I, I was like, well, maybe he'll he'll bring it and I'll, and I'll be OK. And, and, and then you didn't. So I let you down. But we have something to replace the tequila. We do. We're going to do some pickle shots, well, pickle sorry, juice shots. So we've got it says just straight up pickle juice. <laughs> this is from the pickled pig, which is right across the street from where we record. Um, check them out if you're looking for some pickled things. He does like meats and everything. Smoke, yeah. Smoked. Yeah. He's, well, if you don't do meats, really good hummus. Uh, Everything's in I house. I think he's got a veggie sandwich too. Maybe a black bean. But he's got a ton of meats. Uh, but he does, he's been doing pickled stuff for a long time. So, the, so yeah, we the, actually use their pickle juice in our smoothie shop. Pickle juice is incredible as far as electrolytes. Uh-huh. So it's like what? Gatorade is supposed to be. Uh-huh. But Sorry, it tastes Gatorade. better than but, pickle juice. Well, yeah, Gatorade, they, they definitely win probably on that subject as far as taste. I guess it depends on who you are, right? But but literally, trainers will use uh, pickle juice with their athletes when they're cramping up. They'll, Which they'll... I cramp all the time. I have like persistent uh, like foot cramps and calf cramps. So maybe this is what I need. Boom, right so there. The ingredients are cucumber, horseradish, garlic, dill, pepper, Corns, peppercorns. I was like, I thought there were two <laughs> different things. Bay leaf, mustard seed, fennel seed, sea salt, and water. Boom. Okay, how do we do it? Here we go. Well, and you know what's going to happen next, right? So uh, we'll, do, we'll do the pickle juice shots. Okay. There's vodka at the table. Then the vodka is going to get mixed in. We do have the kettle one, botanicals, cucumber, and mint. I don't know how that is going to be with uh, pickle juice, but we'll see, I guess. Ready? That's okay, I'm going to big... film you while you do it. What, while I do it? Yeah. Just Here we you. go. You ready? Okay. One, okay. <laughs> cheers. 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 Come on. Sorry. I just had to do it. Okay. That was good, actually. Yeah. You liked it? It's really good. So mix that with vodka. It's kind of like a martini, I think. Totally. I've never been like a big martini fan. I love, speaking I, of Kettle One, a Kettle One dirty martini, extra dirty with blue cheese olives. Not the first time you've had it. No. <laughs> okay, this is actually delicious. Like it? Yeah. That might be good with the cucumber mint. Let's do it. Okay. Well, do you want do you want me? I'll talk about my favorite workout first while you doctor the okay, drinks. Okay, you go. Okay. So, my favorite workout. I blocked an hour of my day yesterday, and I went for a walk. Oh yeah. And I know that doesn't Where? sound just around the neighborhood, just around OTR. No, that's fantastic. I know it doesn't sound that exciting, but. Just being cooped up with work all day. I started work really early. I don't move a lot when I'm working. Um, yes. I might have some ice. Hold on. Yeah, that's... You got to do a chilled, right? 
It's just better. <laughs> Chilled. Everything. We discovered that last time on the podcast. I know. Um, so uh, after those cold days, too, we had a couple of those really freezing cold days where you oh, can't yeah. go outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just felt good to walk. I mean, I love to walk. And I just, you know, it's the winter in Cincinnati. So there's not a lot to be happening outside. But I got out. Um, I was proud of myself for taking the, good job, for taking the hour. Because I previously, kind of before the holidays, before all my travel, I wasn't blocking like any time for movement, really. I was just like nose down. So I was like. Oh, yeah. You're going to. Yeah. I was like, you're going to do this. I put it on my calendar, an hour walk. It did mean that, you know, I was doing kind of podcast notes until 1030 at night, which is like not ideal. But I think it was best just to get out and do something. I get in such a weird funk if I don't do. I do, too. That's. But I like don't. Not a good headspace. I don't like. I can't recognize that I'm like getting in the funk and like, okay, what you need to do is move. I'm just like, no, just get your work done. Just get your work done. Right. When like, that's the last thing I need to do. You're getting cranky and all that kind of stuff where it's like, ah, you do it and probably feel amazing yep i felt amazing bundled up and it wasn't even it wasn't terrible yesterday you know it's been like in my mind if it's above freezing it's okay humans are okay if it's above freezing if it gets below 32 well where things get dicey at some point too while it's still cold out we got to get over to why do we have to do it when it's cold i know what you're gonna say elemental (laughs) fitness yes why do we have to do it when it's cold that's exactly that's like the best time because you're like you you think you're gonna be freezing (sighs) you just put on some layers and you you go you start working out and then all of a sudden your body heats up and you feel incredible and then like the rest of the day especially if it's cold out like you're you're just like jacked okay we have to make an actual plan we have to like yes. look at the calendar we yes. have to sit Get down day. and do this that's what i've been feeling like i have so many things that people like, well, I just, i'm like okay we just have to fucking do it yes plus kevin just got this uh i think he was working with the park for many years and finally got him to build an obstacle course for him that's kind of like oh, training for you know a lot of these tough mutters or different types oh, of God, things yeah so they have monkey bars like see i'm intimidated by this too sounds but, hard no, but it's all it's all he's he's great about like going at your own pace. Okay. So, you know, it's not it's not like yelling at you like, hey, okay. you got to like do okay. what I say. It's it's more so he, he recognizes okay. your strengths, your what you can do, whoever is coming in. Yep. You know, whether it's a 75 year old man or, you know, a 22 year old young lady, whoever okay. it is, he, he wants you to have a great experience because if you're. You know, if you don't have a great experience, you're probably not going to come back. Sure. You're right. You're right. So, okay. but he, and he's great about that. Yeah. Of making sure like, hey, like do this, try this. You know, if you can't do that, modify and. Yeah. But. Okay. Let's take a drink of this and you tell me your favorite workout. Boom. Here we go. Cheers. Got it this time. Sorry. <laughs> hmm. How is that? <laughs> tastes, tastes a little Did earthy. you get a, did you get enough pickle juice in yours? I definitely don't have too much vodka, if that's what you're asking. <laughs> it tastes Great. a little... Great it's response. Yeah, it's earthy. Anyways. Yeah. We're, we're hey. going gonna to drink it, obviously. So. <laughs> <laughs> we're here. It's happening. Yeah, it's happening. Um, my favorite workout right now... Shoot, I'm still stuck on this. Uh, you're allowed. Yeah. The, what is it, though? The... 300s workout right you remember yep. talking about that yep. you told me about this still refresh our memories so 50 reps six different exercises i i tend to just modify it to what i want to do but the yeah. the actual workout that the guys did was or guys and gals uh pull-ups push-ups press and cleans box jumps v-ups 
and then deadlifts. That's a, that's all the stuff that you need to do. Yes. And the crazy thing is I was in the gym the other day. My box jumps, like I'm getting really high, mm-hmm. which I never, I mean, it makes sense, right? Your legs get You're stronger. Practicing? You can jump yeah. higher. And I started off on like one little tiny box. Right. And then I progressively just kind of, you know, inch my up to yep. where I'm kind of like, I don't know, maybe jumping higher than this table. Oh, shit. Look and at the, you. And this little old lady comes by. She was like, how are you able to do yeah. that right there? And I'm like, I I never. I just practice. You, yeah. I just like go in the gym and do my thing. You know, I don't really like yep. whatever. And so I was like taken aback first that she even like stopped to like say something. But I was like, oh, I don't know. I just you practice. You get better. And then I looked at her, too. I was like, you could definitely do the same yeah. thing. But. I don't. I don't think she believed me. Maybe not smart. Like, <laughs> like, let's just start with a step up. Yeah. Then, well, hey, yeah. you got to start totally. where you are. But, but so that was that was cool to be able to make that progression. Yeah. Well, you have you you haven't tried system of strength yet? Then I just well, saw you. That the... was that was going to be the other thing I mentioned too. So yeah. I did recently go into system of strength. I know you're talking about that on the one of the recent podcasts. Yep. Uh, that was incredible. I did so. I did the the hit one, which I think is in the mix or clock in the mix. Okay, which it's so, one of those. And I think you were talking. Or um, I haven't done in the mix or clocked yet. I haven't done. I haven't done any of. The, I've only done the yoga and I did um the high and tight that was at a pop up. I haven't done any of their classes like at the studio yet. Oh, I haven't gotcha. been here long enough to like. Yeah, because you've been traveling. Yeah, to check it out. Yeah, but I'm I'm gonna start soon. Get in there. Yeah, it's by so- the time this episode airs, I will have done it. Well, so the other thing that I really liked is I had no idea like what the workout was going to be. Yeah. So, you know, you go into a workout and after you've done whatever the yoga class, your your typical class, unless they're changing it up like an orange theory or something, sure. you can you can kind of game the workout where sure. it's like I know exactly how much effort to put in. Yeah. You know, it's exactly this long. I'm halfway through whatever. I'll just yes. you, you kind of mentally prepare yourself. And so I I just went in like whatever I'll go do the workout and I I can't remember which one it was of those two but uh-huh. it was it was really challenging. Who was and the instructor? I think Brandy. Okay. Yeah, she so she did a killer job, but I just went in no expectation so I was going a lot harder at the beginning yeah. and then <laughs> halfway through oh, I'm like shoot. muscle failure like falling yep. and just like struggling and I'm like wait a minute like what is going on? So, I've heard some uh, like yeah, and really great feedback intense feedback i'm super i feel like i'm the last person in cincinnati <laughs> to go try the workout I, i'm the last one to do it hey no but, but but what the fit you're like at every you're you're doing great as far as getting to all the different yeah. new openings right yeah sage just open sage is really great i'm so happy that they're in that space and close by um yeah i know there's like the body shop's turning one the body shop yeah uh, with ashley jones be going to that system of strength grand opening yeah there's like a lot of people are doing a lot of celebratory things right now which is cool that's that's awesome yeah well so you can give yourself a little bit of a break for not yes totally i'm not beating myself i'm really excited i'm really excited to try it out and i will be giving obviously a very full detailed recap yeah of all my feedback yeah you'll uh, you'll have a lot of fun i'm I'm sure sure. and sure I think all the instructors, you you know some of it's them, good but people. seem like yeah. really nice people. Yeah, so. yeah. Okay, what do you want to talk about? Boom. Uh, what? Like your thing. My thing. Right. Your fitness, wellness, whatever, whatever you want to talk about, whatever it is you want to talk about. What do you want to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we well we're doing some pickle juice. You got to get your pickle shots in. Uh huh. Um, we'll talk about how much time do we have? Um, I don't know. The clock's not up. 
<laughs> I would say, what, like 20 more minutes? Well, can, <laughs> we, can we sprint through a few things? Sure. So everybody's do doing their want. New Year's resolutions, or yeah. a lot of people are, yeah. which is great. Yep. But then this is probably, we're three weeks into January, so about the yep. time a lot of people start trailing this off. This is going to air February, this is going to come out February 7th, the first weekend, first weekend in February, a lot of people have probably said goodbye to their news resolutions yep. at yep. this point. So, and that's like, ah, wait a minute, like don't, Yeah. so it's just, I, I think one thing that has helped me is to kind of like change my mindset on goals or kind of incorporating new things, mm-hmm. right? Because a lot of people, it's like, oh, I want to... I don't know, lose 10 pounds, mm-hmm. you know, within two weeks in January, which uh-huh. is like, it's like, it's like, wait a minute. Well, like totally, what, yeah, no. but you put that in your head and then all of a sudden you're not hitting it. And it's like, this is hard. And my friend just asked me to go out. So I'm going to go out and yeah. I'm never going to do this again. Right. And so then you, whatever gain 10 pounds, you're like, wait, what just happened? Yep. So for me, like what I would put out there for people who are for anybody listening is mm-hmm. try to do this is going to be weird do the bare minimum i think it's great advice do the bare minimum because whatever your minimum effort uh as far as like a new goal or something new you're going to stick with that longer yep and then the days just from doing it that's what i've kind of done with workouts that's what i've done with I, i'm a huge proponent of hot cold showers have you ever done a hot cold shower? Okay, Brian is obsessed with cold showers. Okay. Like he just does straight up cold showers. That's impressive. And I, I've and I don't know if it's like someone of now a resentment thing of like he does something that I don't want to do or that I can't do, where I'm just like I'm not gonna do it <laughs> because <laughs> I'm just there's a lot of things that I do in my life that are difficult and hard, and I <laughs> and I, I take mental toughness, and taking a cold shower is just not something i'm gonna do yes so what i would what i would suggest is to do a hot cold shower So what's a hot cold shower so a hot cold shower is well the benefits of getting the cold part into your shower you're it's good for your skin because um it's good for hair nails all that stuff right uh it's an aphrodisiac for what that is worth Mm. it's like a massage for your (laughs) internal so um it's a massage for your internal organs. Uh, I know. They're, it's very good so for you. It's incredible. Yeah. Yes. It's incredible. So, But the hot cold shower is even better because it like shocks your system. Mm. It's great for your skin because the warm opens up your pores. The cold closes it. So it opens, closes. So it helps you get rid of, you know, yeah. you know your skin clear, a bunch yeah. of stuff. But um, a hot cold shower is very simple. You get into the shower, whatever, okay. warm or hot, whatever okay. you normally get in. And then at some point, you flip it to cold. So... <sighs> Right now, if you do it, your pipes are really cold. It's going to be very cold water. So maybe just go from hot to like warm and then back to hot and then end on warm. Okay. At least as long as you do it like two or three times. What I've been doing sometimes is I'll go in the sauna, right? For 20 minutes. And then I go stand outside in that's, the cold. That's that's like the same thing. That's great. Which is better for me than the like the cold water is what I'm like. I just... Makes you shrill. I can't. Yeah, I can't breathe. Yeah, like when it hits my chest, I'm like, <gasps> well, <laughs> I can't so, breathe. <laughs> that's but hey, but so many people are like that. And here's the thing: so if you start with like hot water to warm water, do that the first time. Okay. Then maybe the next shower go from like hot to like a little bit colder. Okay. So you kind of like don't go to the, like the the coldest of Which the cold, and I then you're do. like, oh, this is terrible terrible i'm never doing it again so again like kind of like bare minimum just like ease your way into it because then you do more and more and all of a sudden like the other thing too is like you get so energized from it yeah it's like 
Oh, so in... It's like a um, shot of coffee or espresso right there. Oh, I know. In Denmark, in Copenhagen, part of their culture, especially in the winter months, it's like, you know, they have six hours of daylight or something crazy like that. It's cold. And saunas are just a big part of their culture. It's what you do on the weekends after work. They just have saunas set up around the city where you just like pay a certain amount of money. You either go like naked in some or just like in a bathing suit and others. Public. They're just public saunas. You do the sauna for however long and they're hot, right? And small. And then you go run and jump in the Baltic Sea, <laughs> come out, get back in the sauna, sit in there for a while. You get really hot. You run, jump in the freezing cold Baltic Sea. That's get- amazing. It was pretty incredible. We did it when we were visiting our, our friends then in Copenhagen last two falls ago, 2008 fall. And I was, of course, like petrified. I was like, I can't do this. Can't. But you, you, you could do it. Like, <laughs> right. It's like well, so like in shocking. That moment, yeah. It's so shocking. Like you literally are. Well, I don't know. Some people like swam around. I'm like jumped in and quickly got right back out, like, ran back to the sauna. That's awesome. But it, you do feel amazing. Yeah. You feel really good. Well, so the other thing, because it's um, like a shock for your system, it boosts your immune system, mm-hmm. gets you gets your immune system working all the time that you very rarely get sick, which yeah. is like one of those things to me, like I, I hate being sick. I hate being hungover. I have a little bit more over the hangover part, but you know, being sick, like I, I just kind of turn into a, a big baby. And yeah, so I try party. to avoid that at all costs. Yeah. No, I, I hear you. That's, that's good. I like that. I might not put some more incorporation of well, that into my routine. And I think the tying it all together of like doing the bare minimum, uh, because I didn't take, for me, the approach of doing the straight cold showers. Cause to me, that's very difficult, especially <laughs> like in the middle of winter when you're first right, waking up. we're not up. all Ryan Grody. Well, but if you can, <laughs> hey, like if you're like Ryan and you can do it, then rock it. And like, that's great. Then your level is like, that's yeah. the bare minimum and you can go, maybe he can do more, whatever. Yeah, don't tell him he can do more. Just <laughs> <laughs> but for, for everybody else, you know, whatever it is that you can just continue momentum. I love that advice because then it's it's more approachable. Like yeah. you said, you can stick to it more. And I think that I, I am feeling really inspired by that in these moments before... Where now my schedule is so off and I'm working these crazy hours where it's hard for me to fit in an hour fitness class like I would prefer. Right. right. But then instead of like, okay, just instead of not doing anything then, it's like, okay, let me get out for a walk. Or like now I'm toying with, do I get a Y membership? And does that mean I go on walk on the treadmill for 20 minutes or like row or, you know, whatever, something that's not just like my standard hour type of block that I don't really have how do I kind of get creative and just still move yeah that's where I am right now so and and that's the thing of you know just whatever can keep you in the game yeah because then if you're building momentum you can have the days where you go really hard yeah uh but you're ready for it yeah you know it's not like oh I just two weeks from now I had this killer workout and then I never worked out again or never did anything right 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 right. so not good for what that is worth yeah what else did you want to talk about but the next question, okay. so like sadly in Cincinnati, I feel like uh, a lot of people have been passing away recently, which. Yeah, I'm glad that you brought this up because I just found out about this on Monday from my friend Anthony. He's, you know, really in like the OTR neighborhood community. Yes. And he told me about the two young guys. Yeah. The right. Two- the the PJ with PJ. Boomtown Biscuits yeah. and then Mike with Nation. Yes. Yeah, both of those guys passed away, which is very sad. Younger. Um, right. Somebody in my wife's family just passed away. And then another, uh, the one of the owners of 
OTR Bagel Bar. His dad passed away. So just like all this stuff. It really rocked the community. A lot of people were, yeah. were affected. They were, you know, presences throughout. Yes. So yeah. yeah. And, and, and then tomorrow to, we're um, recording on the 23rd of January. Tomorrow yes. uh, is the anniversary of my mom's death. Which, oh, is it? Yeah. So that was, that was back in 2007 and I was uh, 20 years old or so, yeah. but you know, she was young and, and I was yeah. probably way too young for that. So I think it's just something for... It's kind of weighing on like on, on your mind right now. Yeah. And yeah. just all the, you know, going to the funerals and vegetations brought back a lot oh, of memories. God, and yeah. so it just kind of like got me back into that mode of, of thinking about my mortality mm-hmm. and, you know, what am I doing? And I think that is such a healthy thing to think about. We all know we're going to die, but like nobody really... So you like, don't want to think about it. Yeah, right? you don't want to think about it too much. You don't you don't actually like take the time to contemplate what that means. Like if if you found out today like you have uh, another week to live, like I don't want to think about it. <laughs> yeah. So so to me like what I guess I'm going to ask you um you know whether it's 20 years from now or 30 years from now like what what are just, what is going to make you happy about what you've done in your life? Yeah, it's so funny that you're asking me this because I just had a dream, I guess it was this week, like a couple days ago, just super recently. My first dream about Joe, my brother. Yeah. That since he's died. Yeah. That I've dreamed about him, but never in relation to like his death. Like he would be in dreams, but it wasn't that we knew he was dead or that he was going to die. Like he was just in dreams. And honestly, like not a lot. I've been like wanting to dream about him but in this dream um the situation was he was alive and we knew he was gonna die and that he was like drunk driving and he accidentally killed two other people and so he was this i'm laughing but like he was he was going he was getting the death penalty so we knew that like he was gonna die and we had like one more chance to talk to him and I asked him, I was like, what do you want us to like, how do you want us to remember you? By, like, what's the biggest thing that you want us to take away from your life? Or like, what is that? Yeah, yeah. And, and, and his, and like his, he, he looked so young to me in the dream. It was super vivid. Yeah. Like I woke up in a really, I was kind of just sad all day, but yeah. like also somewhat, I don't know. It was just a weird feeling, but so he was really into, he was a diesel mechanic, yeah. but like a very specialized type of diesel mechanic where he would work on like the exteriors of cars, like welding to like a lot of designs. Like if you think of like trucks when they like go up on their hydraulics and they yeah. have like sh- whatever the fuck it is underneath them. Anyways, when we, when he died, we found like tons of books of his sketches and his designs and my brother Richard had like since made a book of like all the work that Joe did for other people. I mean, it's like, he's an artist, right? And like, we not maybe in a way that you and I think of it, but design and artistry with welding. And so when I asked him that his answer was like, I want you guys to remember me as like this great welder, this like awesome designer, like this artistic person. And I was like, fuck yeah. Like that, that is how I think of you, you know? Yeah. So kind of to come back around, if if the question of kind of, you know, how, what, what was your original question? So exactly. so what would you want 
what would make you happy but, yeah. when you get to that point right, of right. W- whatever that day is that right so like it's the question is it's kind of the same to me of like how do you like, I want people to think of you or whatever because like what's going to make me the happiest would be like be knowing that people thought of me as someone that made a positive impact on their lives or connected them or like we had a moment together that is goes super deep more so than like oh I knew this person like no we had I felt something with you yeah like there was something there some kind of like deep deep human connection right on right on now a little bit different question yeah how do you want to die how do i want to die yeah i want to die in my sleep that's it yeah for sure i want to just go to bed and not wake up what oh come on (laughs) yes how do you want to die well so i mean to me i think that's while you know it's very sad to lose a loved one or you know friend or whoever but at the same time i think I think death is like one of the most beautiful experiences a human can ever experience because you're you're in these bodies and I get what you're saying. To be able to go from I don't know, this these clumps and like heaviness and all that stuff and then, then all of a all sudden of you're sudden like sudden dead you're and you can yeah. go like whatever you thought, you know, this way, that way. I think that's like it's a it's a once in a lifetime experience. Mm, I guess, yep. but maybe yep. some people do it multiple times sometimes. Right. It's like near death experiences, yeah. 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 So I would, I mean, I don't know. It sounds weird, but like maybe parachuting and and just no parachute right into the ground. Because I feel like it'd have to be extreme. Oh my God, that sounds fucking terrifying. That or or like surfing a 50 foot wave where it's just, you know, as soon as the wave comes down, it's, you're not coming back. You got to go out with a bang. I know. That is like, you know, the things that you tell yourself, right, after like you lose someone, like the comforting things, like that was the reoccurring narrative for us with Joe. Like he died doing what he loved, going fast on a motorcycle. Yeah. That's the best way to like, go. He was going, he wasn't even going anywhere. He was out for a joyride at the end of the Like he died doing the thing that he loved the most, going fast. Hey, and if you die when you're happy, like that's probably the I best know. way possible versus i know being in a hospital room with lots of pain and like struggle and and because those situations are are not very fun yeah you're right so i know that was yeah we said that a lot so yeah one last question if if you want to um funerals to me are like very awkward and like god they're so awkward not fun and like you don't know what to say you don't know what to say to the person who's gone through it yeah uh all that stuff i and if you want me to go first, that's fine. Like, how would you make your funeral? My funeral? Oh, I mean, I would just want it to be a party. There would have to be a lot of tequila. There would have to be so much tequila. I want people dancing. I want tequila shots. I want people making like really terrible, weird decisions that they wouldn't normally make, <laughs> like hooking up with weird people that they wouldn't normally hook up with, <laughs> like just like weird shit to happen. That's what I would want. That's awesome. But I want definitely people to be fucking crying about me for a little bit at least. <laughs> like, Mandatory cry time. I want everyone to stand up and like do a speech about what they liked about me. <laughs> Everyone, not just one eulogy, like uh, everyone there has to say something. See, I so I, I have similar thoughts. Um, I think I would probably want, I would want people to laugh, you know, because yes. I, I, no, I think too. that's <laughs> like too. something that's big for me is like, I want people to have fun. Like we always like take things way too seriously in yeah. life. Yeah. Um. So for me, like, I, you know how people like do their, the line 
and they walk up to the family and all that stuff and then there's a casket so assuming maybe i didn't you know fall out of a plane and my body is still there and there's an open casket uh i would want people to come up and like i don't know music playing and then they have to like do their favorite dance in front of the casket okay and then like a burpee or something well a burpee (laughs) or the floss or you know whatever mc hammer get it on video and then like somebody could have like just be like lifting my arm to like give them the thumbs up i think that'd be so funny and like you would have to laugh like you would have to laugh or you would just be like this is morbid i can't handle it i take the approach of laughing but yes death is weird to some people i get it but yeah but i mean we we it's something i think we do take way too serious i agree and i'm really glad we had this conversation because it like there's this whole stigma around grief too yeah and how people respond to grieving people and how we're supposed to act in the appropriate time and i've talked about this you know somewhat frequently i think on the podcast of that you know people don't want to see you uncomfortable and don't want to see you in pain right i get it but then that just totally shuts down your experience where then you're like i'm I'm supposed to be sad right now. Yeah. This is the exact point of grieving. Like it's fucking sad. Yeah. I know you might be uncomfortable, but you have to let me be sad. Right. Right. hundred percent. And that's hard to swallow. And people automatically want to go with like, well, look at the bright side. Well, this or this. And like, I've done it too. Like I was so guilty of having those exact same conversations. But really what it's like, what really the best thing people can do is just like, see that your pain and sit there with yeah. you and yeah just be there you don't have to say there. anything there's nothing because don't try to make it better because you can't it, and inevitably <laughs> like i always anytime i see somebody i say how are you doing so then you go into a funeral like you initially want to say how are you doing and it's like uh no 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 no. i don't i don't mean to ask that, that was i hated that i hated that question for like the first year i'm like yeah. don't fucking ask me how i'm doing yeah terrible i'm doing <laughs> right. i'm doing absolutely terrible I would just be like, I don't even know how to, how you want me to answer that. Yeah. But you don't have the time. But yeah, no, it's so, it's, my heart goes out to the people that knew those so, guys, to Tiffany's grandpa. Yeah. How Do you do anything to honor your mom on the, on her anniversary of her death? Internally, I do. Sometimes I'll, I'll go and visit, but I'm, I'm less about like, like grave sites and yeah. going to like a physical building or yeah. whatever, more so like taking time just yeah. internally and sharing a couple moments like with my yeah. siblings you yeah. know that kind of thing um but while we're kind of on that subject are there things that you want to share because you know if somebody's lost somebody just advice to like oh, how do you how do you cope with that and i i can share a few things as well yeah i mean i don't know i'm still trying to figure it out myself too i'm by no means yeah. i think like have it all figured out but i think talk talk about talk about the person talk about and 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 it might I think of like the very early days the people that I talked to who kind of showed up in ways that were totally unexpected and like take that you know it doesn't have to be like this person that you would have thought like oh my best friend's the person I'm going to go to and talk about this like sometimes it's actually they're not the best people because they do want to see you not see you in pain so much that they don't hold that space for you and and not through any fault of their own that's just kind of how it is so i i was thinking about that later you know i have this of one friend and and she's a good friend but we're not by any means like super super close but you know she invited me over 
and I went over to her house, you know, I would, you know, within that first month. And that was just great to just talk to someone who you can trust, but it's not like this super, super yeah. close person. You almost need someone a little bit removed, I think. Yeah. So that's up to you to figure out what that looks like. But I, I guess what I would have, I, I would say too, like, however it feels good to good to do whatever whatever feels good to you do it whatever that looks like like if that's fucking drinking then drink yeah if that's going out if that's staying in if that's somewhat kind of destructive behavior in other people's eyes if that's what you have to do then do it yeah don't put a rule on it don't put a rule book of like this is how i should be acting or this is what i should be doing well yeah if you repress it then then it leads to a lot bigger trouble down the right, road. Right. I mean, I'm not it, saying like go out and hurt yourself by any, like sure, nothing sure. like that. No, but, but, you know, I think we're kind of tuned to like, oh, well, make sure she's not drinking too much or like that's yeah. what we, I'm like, fucking drink what you want to drink yeah. right now. You know, especially I think in those early moments when it's total chaos. Yeah. Yeah. Someone gave me good advice to maintain somewhat of a routine, like something of something about the routine that you had to kind of stay. And I thought that was like, for me, it was working out. Like I just always stayed working out and that kind of kept me grounded. That yeah. kind of anchored me in a way that I didn't feel like I had a lot of anchor points, but I'm like, I'm going to my orange theory class two yeah. days after, you know, like just stupid shit like that. That was yeah. like, okay, this is still like, everything's still real. Cause it can feel like it's not. I think that's a big thing is, is saying, grounded staying with some type of structure right yeah. so if you're going to a a, a class you're going to see other people you're right. going to be doing different things you're out of your head a little bit yeah because that was one of the things i think one of the advisors when i was in school because i was in college mm -hmm. she came to me and she said hey do you want to like take this semester off and mm -hmm. um you know just take as much time as you need and i actually my dad family members everybody was like just go back to school, you know, if you need some time, do that, yeah. but, but just go back to school. And I ended up doing that. And I thought that was actually a really good thing. Cause I think I, so too. Cause if I would have not gone to school, I feel like I would have not, or maybe I wouldn't have finished school or yeah. maybe I just would have stayed out. And right. You just don't know. But I think just going through, sometimes going through the motions yeah. and, and just being, you're just going to be void kind of like yeah. you're just hurting so bad that it's like, Nothing's going to fix it except time. Sometimes. I would say one of the biggest, um, I'm pulling out my phone right now because I started following this account on Instagram and it almost kind of totally transformed how I thought about grief. And I wish I would have had it those very sure. early days. Um, so it's called, the Instagram account is called Refuge in Grief. Refuge in Grief. Refuge okay. in Grief. Megan Devine is the woman that runs the account. Um she was, I think, like newly married, like young married couple, and her husband drowned. Oh, and jeez, it like totally, obviously, you know, totally turned her world upside down. And so she, yeah, that's put her life's work into kind of helping grieving people, or kind of really what I think she's doing is just creating space for pain to to exist without people trying to shut it down, make it feel better, put it away. So it's really helpful. I honestly, it's a super helpful account for anyone dealing with anything traumatic and not just like the loss of someone physically. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good. That's awesome. I'll check that yeah. out. Yeah. It's a good one. Um, do you have anything else? Uh, one last thing on yes. that. I will say, cause you did Please. mention it. Oh, uh, dreams are really cool. To, from in my opinion, because there were you know times that I would dream about my mom, and then it was like 
you got to like be with your I know and like I ju- like for... I this is my first experience he died July of 2018 and this is the first oh, really the first one I've had and my brother my other brother has had so many dreams he dreams about Joe all the time oh and that's like, not fair I'm really jealous <laughs> yeah and and yeah this was like my first one I haven't I haven't actually talked to my my family about it yet it, it was really really recent but oh gotcha yeah I'm gonna gonna do that to me that was always like a just a i don't know i woke up you know it's happy but then a little bit sad, sad at the same yeah. time because it's like oh damn they're not here though. right but right. you know it's it's kind of one of those things like if you could get one more day with somebody yeah. in my mind it's kind of like a dream is i know i'm like i know, got that. to ask that question which is like thank you subconscious for creating yeah. that because <laughs> i would have wanted to ask him that yeah so on a completely different note yeah uh, I have forever since been changed by what the fit. Uh, one of the questions that we asked last time I was on was about posing on Instagram. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yes, of course, of course. <laughs> Which How I was, I, I was fascinated with. You know, pretty much every every girl picture and and mm-hmm. a lot of guys too. It's uh, there's it's the, gender specific. The, yeah, the leg pops out. And it's like a little bit whatever. Did you notice now? Yeah. Well, yeah. I can't like not do it now. <laughs> yeah. Right. I do it every time. And I'm like, I'm like looking. I was like, wait a minute. Like how, why is my leg? Like how is it? Like my body's like it doing it. It looks better in a picture. Plain and simple. <laughs> Plain and simple. So I'm forever changed by what the fit. Like I can't like undo it. I know. You can't. I'm glad. So I guess, I guess I've found better... type of way that I'm having this kind of influence over you on Instagram posing. See? Boom. There it is. What the fit? Everybody's better off with it. Oh my God. Totally. Um, okay. So I'm going to, I don't want to, I'm not even going to talk about my thing because I think that was really great conversation. I'm happy that you brought it up. I'm happy that we can talk about that because I don't think a lot of people are. I I had never before Joe died. I had never heard these conversations. Yeah, I felt awkward when other people died. I didn't yeah. know how to act. Don't know what to say. Everyone and... is going to experience loss in their life at some point. Yeah. So I think it's helpful. Yeah, it's part of your overall health and wellness and well-being. Oh. Your relationships to people. Hundred I mean, percent. It's like the most important thing, arguably. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I mean, kind of knowing where you're going. Yeah. Totally. And and making sure that you're on the right path for you. Yes. Is is very important. Yeah. Yep. You don't want to go forty years down the road and then like, uh, crap. What do I want my funeral to look like? All those Instagram poses I was totally screwing up because I didn't listen to this podcast. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Okay, wild card. This is very appropriate for you. What's your go-to smoothie order right now? Oh, my go-to smoothie order. Because I imagine it changes for you, right? You get it on does. the kick? Yeah. It does. What's so, your... yeah, I go on a kick and then I change and put a new thing on the menu or whatever Ooh, it might yeah. be. Or, you know, I'll put, uh, if somebody comes in and they get a smoothie that's really good, I'll throw that on the menu too. Oh, so. yeah. Okay. Uh, what is but it? my go-to right now is our Island Greens. <gasps> I'm already... It's banana. Okay. Kale. Okay. Dates. Okay. Coconut milk. Okay. Shredded coconut. Ooh. And like a tiny little half scoop of PB, peanut butter. Yum. It's really good. That sounds delicious. Island greens. Island greens with some coconut on top. <sighs> you got to have with a, a little bit of chia seeds. Amazingness. Yum. Maybe granola. Oh, for sure. <laughs> for sure. What's what are your what smoothie bowls do you have going on right now? Uh, So we have the cocoa bowl, our acai bowl, um, 
we have the OG, which is banana strawberry, just because there's so many people that love banana strawberry. It's a classic combination. <laughs> <laughs> it is a classic combination. Yeah. So we call it the OG, but yep. then we have the new G, which is banana strawberry, raspberry, and orange. Ooh, yummy. Just gives it like some very fruity, uh, a nice fruity pop to it. Yep. Uh, we got our power greens, and then we have the gorilla smoothie, which or the gorilla bowl, which yeah. is uh, a heavy, heavy protein smoothie bowl love it you guys go check out sage and then go get your smoothie that's what you gotta do okay so my go-to smoothie i i haven't stopped thinking about this since i got back from la so i stayed with um my friend robin cohen the pilates instructor for the reds oh cool she this is her original concoction that she made me god bless her soul every single morning as i worked she made me this smoothie it, I, I can't stop thinking about it. Robin, I can't wait for you to come back and make me the smoothie. <laughs> I could probably make it myself, but it's not the same. It's kale, banana, pear, mint. The mint is like the special thing. Oh, Ice, a date, almond milk, and vanilla plant protein. Oh, I love it. The mint, I really feel like, is the thing that brings it all together. Heck yeah. It's delicious. They're, they're, fresh mint is actually incredible. Really but I, I think it's been ruined forever by toothpaste and chewing gum. Ooh, yeah, maybe. Maybe. But like when you actually like do like mint and food, it's good. Yeah. No, really. Because I was never a mint fan. So that sounds really good. I'll have to I'll have to try that. I know, maybe the get... Robin smoothie. Yes. Maybe it's like a special reds kind of thing. She'll have to she'll give you the proportions, if you will. <laughs> totally. Absolutely. Thanks for coming back, Mike. Go hey. check out Banna Sun. Despite the weather, it's always sunny in there. Ooh, maybe she'd make a new tagline or something. I like that. It's always sunny in there. <laughs> it's always Oh God, it's terrible. <laughs> it's it's always what the fuck sunny yeah. what the fit sunny in, in Fana Sun. Uh-huh. We'll figure something we'll wor- out. We'll work on it. Totally. But Chrissy, thank you so much. What the fit. Thank you for having me. Thanks. My guest today is a dietitian, nutrition educator, and health advocate but not just any dietitian. She has appeared on national shows like The Dr. Oz Show and The Today Show and has authored two books. Her message centered around better nutrition is simple. She emphasizes the value of quality nutritional choices in achieving optimal well-being and is a wealth of information for people looking to achieve their health goals. I feel so privileged to have an internationally renowned registered dietitian across from me. Please welcome Ashley Koff of the Better Nutrition Program. Hi, Ashley. Hey. Did I say your last name right? You did. (coughs) I mean, yeah, totally. You got it. Kind of hard to mess up. Right. But I've been in this situation before where I felt very confident. Yeah. And they're like, oh, it's done. I'm like, fuck. No, the only issue I ever have is I'm always listed under C because of course people think it's C-O-U-G-H. So it's like, I'm, I always will turn around and be like, okay, I'm filed in the wrong place, but yes, this is my last name. You nailed it. Yeah. We're good. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on all the way down from Columbus. Yeah. We're drinking some Kettle One Botanicals. My first time, you are an expert in them. What? Okay, so what did you have? You had the grapefruit and yeah. So you rose. Well, you had given me. I was like, okay, um, we've got the grapefruit and rose, and then there was a grapefruit sparkling water. So I was like, I'm gonna go with like I'm not very good like at dressing myself or any of these other things, and so <laughs> that seemed like an outfit. Like it seemed like it was gonna go together. Obvious choice. Yeah, I was like, this one says grapefruit and, and this the black one. Pants. And I speak a little French, and it said pamplemousse there. I was like, I got this. Like oh, yeah, I call great. it pamplemousse. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Perfect. That could be too. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm having the peach and orange blossom and i have it mixed with some 
Sprite Zero. I was like chuckling at myself because, you know, I asked what you wanted to drink. Yeah. Like, oh, I have a light vodka soda. I got to drive yeah. back. So I'm like, okay, great. Got these Kettle Ones. I'm like, this is perfect. Don't have any soda water. Okay, fine. Stop at the Mini Mart. They have no soda water. Yeah, what's that about? So I'm yeah. like, well, I've got Sprite Zero. She's this great, famous nutritionist. She's not going to want to drink a Sprite Zero, but okay. Wait till you see my Instagram post. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. I'm totally kidding. We're all good. We're all good here. I operate um, on a space of better, not perfect. And yeah. so you made the better, not perfect choices. Right. And I love it. Right. Um, I could have got have... Fan, fan, Fanta. How do you exactly. Say it? <laughs> I didn't exactly. do that. There you go. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> so I was, you know, doing my research on you last night. Tons of impressive media mentions, <laughs> impressive uh, resume, background education, Duke, New York. I've just heard you lived in L.A. And now you're in Columbus, Ohio. So I need to understand the path led you through all those places. Yeah. Transition to what are you doing now? How'd you end up in Columbus? Sure. So I'll try to take people on a short journey, um, mm-hmm. but, you know, go ahead and have your own uh, vodka soda because it yes. could take us a little while. That's okay. Um, we have time. Exactly. Have time. And, you know, it's very hard for me in Ohio to actually go. I was going to do the whole born and raised in, but that's actually a bold face lie. Mm. I was born in Ann Arbor, Michigan, and then my oh, family shit. was uprooted. We did a stint in Liverpool, no joke, living off of Penny Lane, and oh. then came back and ended up relocating to Columbus, Ohio, which is really where I was raised. Okay. Um, but, you know, when you live in Ohio, you can't say I was born in Michigan. Like it just is your house gets toilet papered a lot of times on Michigan, Ohio State games like I can go on and on. So um, I basically grew up in Columbus and um, at uh, 18 or 19, whenever I was headed off to college, I went down to Duke. I was like, peace out, Ohio. Really nice to see you. Mom, dad, come visit me elsewhere. I'm not coming back. Uh -uh. Like definitely not coming back. (laughs) So I hit New York. Um, So the story that got me from from college and to into my first career, which was actually working in advertising, um, I did uh, worked as an account executive, well, an assistant account executive, sure, account executive and then a strategic uh, planner. And I sold America um, sugared cereals. Um, I helped uh, invent um, or work on Smart Start, uh, Raisin Bran Crunch, um, telling America that actually the more sugar that you got in a cereal, the more energy that it gave you. Well, that's not um, not true. Like, it's right? just awesome, right? <laughs> so I did such a good job that- um, Wait, a so very, what's like the story you're trying to tell consumers exactly, to sell, to sell like, Raisin Bran? I mean, that they, you know, you want energy in the morning. And I remember sitting in the room at the time. I had no idea what a registered dietitian was. Mm-hmm. Um, we were in a room with dietitians, lawyers, uh, brand people, and agency people. And we were so excited that we could legally say has the most provides the most energy of any cereal. And the reason is because when you have all those grams of sugar, I mean, with Raisin Bran, you've got to not only are the raisins super sugary, you got to coat them in sugar and you have to coat the flakes in sugar because that sugar repels the moisture between the two. So for it to be crunchy... I yeah, get, yeah. Oh, this I wish you awesome. could see my face. I'm totally oh, it's drunk. Great. Yeah, it was fantastic. She I didn't know right now. that they yeah. coated the raisins. Oh yeah, roll it, roll it, roll it in the sugar. Roll the flakes in the sugar. I mean, literally. And like and, raisin yeah. bran was the healthy cereal. Yeah, and then drink. Um, you know, add milk to it, and then of course on the side you should have toast with butter and probably have a glass of juice. A glass so of it juice. was like a total carb bomb. You know yep. that I was putting together. And then as my side gigs at the agency, I also worked on uh, De Beers diamonds and Clairol uh, hair colors. So uh-huh. I felt like at the every day I would go home like and I've just figured out like how to sell America on all of these things. Um, oh, wow. Like, yeah. I mean, in my soul, 
And, you know, I think going back a little bit further growing up, I had this idea of like exactly who I wanted to be. So I was a little bit of a, a little perfectionist. I was like very bossy. I was very clear what I wanted to be and what everybody else should common, be. Ashley. And yeah. what I wanted to be was Angela Bauer. So I'm older than you. Mm-hmm, I don't know okay. if you ever watched Who's the Boss, but I thought she was perfect. Um, she was tall, skinny, blonde. She went home and Tony Danza had taken care of the house I and mean, take care of the kids. Sounds perfect to me. I I'm like, know, it's but, great. Yeah. <laughs> she fought with her mom and then like they made up and it was fun and they went shopping together. You know, all this stuff. Sounds it was like perfect. a Hallmark movie. So that is how she worked in advertising. And I was like, I'm going to go work in advertising. Like, this is going to be great. And the, the unfortunate or fortunate, very fortunate thing that happened to me along the way was um, I, you know, grew up in, so growing up in Ohio and the reason we traveled a lot was my dad is a pediatric surgeon. Oh. And so we were very involved in medicine and the medical community. And, um, I would learn a lot about, you know, I kind of knew about medicine, but I never knew about health. And I because think that very was separate. really separate, yeah. you know, and we're talking seventies, eighties. Um, so as a kid also, um, you know, I was perceived as healthy, no issues. Um, you know, I mean, maybe some issues, but, uh, the one thing I always had was ear infections. And, and throat infections, strep throat, ear infection. So I was on a ton of antibiotics. Oh, yeah. And I was on antibiotics like prophylactically because my dad was a doctor. It was like, hey, you are not going to ruin another one of our vacations with an ear infection or throat infection. Let's just give you the antibiotic before you even you, Did you know, get, get like sick. the tubes, your tonsils, Every, out, like everything. All that I didn't stuff. get my tonsils out until mm. I was 22. Um, I thought it was the best diet plan ever because you can't like eat anything for a couple sure. of days. I mean, it's like so scary, sure. right? The things yeah. they think. <laughs> But anyway, yeah. <laughs> along the way, um, what I didn't realize was starting probably around, you know, I'm, I was like cute chubby as a kid. Um, but then as you start to become aware of it, probably around puberty, yeah. I always had a belly and I had a belly. I, you know, I was a not good athlete, but I loved to play sports. I grew up with boys, I, you know, try all these things. And then we lived in Columbus and it was like, oh, try Weight Watchers, try Jenny Craig, oh, try sure. like everything under the sun that my friends were doing and nothing really helped and me. And like, how old are you going to Weight Watchers in general? Yeah. Oh, like, I think we were like 12 or 13. You I know? think I and went to my first Weight yeah. Watchers meeting at like 10. Totally. You know, and the crazy thing is I remember in there so judgy in my 12 year old self, like looking at these 30 and 40 year olds and being like, well, <laughs> she needs to get her ass together. <laughs> like, what's going on? You know, I'm like, right. just stop eating, you know, or what like you should do, you know, whatever. So anyway, um, uh, when I did that, uh, I ended up going to college and then I learned about masterful dieting. So I went from Ohio to people from Miami and L.A. and New York. Oh, they're the, so they I are learned the about you know, bulimia. I learned about <laughs> drugs and food. You know, I learned about mm-hmm. just skipping everything, only sure. eating bin food. Caffeine, I tried, oh, I tried everything. Yeah. Right. And, uh, and, you know, I tried some, some things would be mildly successful or not, et cetera. But um, by the time I ended up in advertising, I had a pretty dark secret. And that was by night, um, I had massive panic attacks. I didn't sleep at all. Um, I, I literally could not f- go to sleep through the night. Um, was certain somebody was in my studio apartment in New York where I could see literally 360 degrees around there to kill me, even though I had security, like everything, just crippling Whoa. panic attacks. Woke how up one a, night. How did a panic attack show up for you? Well, so I don't, I don't think I even knew that they were panic attacks. I did know that one night I woke up with a knife in my hand sitting on the floor of my kitchen. Yeah, your face right now. And oh. I like, and I woke up, which means I must have fallen asleep. And, you know, just if I'd fallen asleep a little differently, I would have woken up a little bit differently. I used to have to have friends come over and, you know, stay. And I never would ever <sighs> talk about this because you're like, you know, daughter of a doctor. Like you just, and at that time in our life, we never talked about any of this. And yet I would show up as this like, you know, baller little account executive sure. and, you know, all these other things. And 
Um, I started seeing doctors. I would go see. I never saw anyone about my digestive system because I thought it was all like, hey, like maybe I do have something going on anxiety. I saw a therapist. She very smartly diagnosed me as everything that was wrong with me was from my parents' fault. So that was great. Totally. <laughs> of course it was. So I was totally. like, this it's is good. how it always goes um, for all of us. But, you know, it was always other people that helped me figure things out. And a friend of mine helped me figure out. She said, you know, it took me three years. She's a little older than me. It took me three years to figure it out. But it was birth control that was contributing to my anxiety attacks. So I learned that and I was like, oh, let me come off that. And at the time I was um, working with this guy who was macrobiotic. So I was macrobiotic, then I was vegan, then I was doing Iyengar yoga. So macrobiotic is a way of eating. Michio Kushi came to the United States, I think in the, you know, I don't know when they arrived here, but I think more 60s, 70s. And it really takes a very Chinese medicine approach um, to food, but also I think, I think Michio Kushi is Japanese. I'd have to check that. Apologies. Okay. Um, we need but, like a, I need like a fact checker. Like yeah, Joe Rogan it, right. Doing, and it really yeah. looks at yin yang and like also, you know, primarily plant based, a little bit of fish, um, fermented foods. Like so really what we, we're talking about is like, hey, what we know today to be, you know, healthy, healthy for us uh-huh. um, in that space. And so I was trying all these different things. And um, I, at the time, I was like, I'm just still not feeling better. So when I and met you this, went off the birth control, I had gone off birth control. I was like, and please, I was like, no fun anyway. I was like, I wasn't going out drinking. I wasn't doing anything. What I was is it like about the birth control that would cause anxiety. Well, so and it's really important. I'll, I'll take you through this yeah, path when, yeah, we, yeah. when we figure yeah, it yeah, out, which come. was um, so. Uh, but before I figured it out, yeah. I, one day I was at Jiva Mukti, which had opened up. You know, I was doing all the cool things and I was at my yoga class and mm-hmm. there was this woman in there, fiery red hair. She kind of seemed like a hot mess, but at the same time, she also was like this, talked like this great yoga vibe it's and like everything else. one of else. those people that are a hot mess, but you're like, I still want to be here. Yeah. Like, well, and I didn't want to be here, but I was convinced in some way. <laughs> maybe it was like at this point, I'm like, maybe I just need a witch to help me. Like somebody's sure. got to be able to help me. Like <laughs> yes. I've gone all routes at this point. Somebody's got to help me. So um, I went to her house. She pricked my, I played, paid her $500, did not have $500 to my name, pricked my blood, stuck it under, I kid you not, a Fisher Price microscope. I promise you she put my blood under there. And she sat back and she said, well, she's like, you know, was life like, did you notice that around the time that you turned 15, that things were like difficult for you? And what, and I was like, oh, everyone yeah. in the world. Hello. Like, I was like a girl <laughs> in Ohio at 15. Yeah, life was tough, yeah. right? She's like, did you notice that's when you're belly and you're bloating? And I was like, yes, you know, whatever. And she says, well, you've got a worm. Oh, and you have a worm that is going all throughout. And I remember she did this whole thing with her circle, like if you were doing like a, you know, drawing a drain or, you know, tw- twirling it. She goes all throughout your digestive tract. And if you, this is just the start. If you don't kill this worm, it is going to take over your life. You are, you think you're bad now. You, it's going to fall apart. Like all How of this stuff. How old are you at this so point? So at this point, it's kind of embarrassing to admit. I'm probably in my, you know, 22, 23. I tried no, a lot of things. Ch- like children. Yeah. Sorry. I'm like, of Anyone course I'm a child, child at that point. However, comma, like I, and my, as my family likes to remind me, like I was definitely somebody who had grown up in medicine but again medicine seemed like i tried you like i've tried to go to doctors you're doctors, obviously desperate yeah beyond desperate <laughs> and i think that's like i was this was my rock bottom yeah. so she told me to kill the worm okay 
I had to. It's probably why I know I a lot about vodka. Oh, no, yeah. I wish. Yeah. I had to drink uh, 40 ounces of goat's milk a day, <laughs> and I could only drink goat's milk. And wait, it was the perfect food. Wait, promise you. Yeah. Wait, stop. How did you get goat's milk? Yeah. So she just was like, this is the only, it's the perfect food. It's the only thing that kills, uh, that kills this worm. You're going to see the worm pass in your poop. You will literally see the white globules coming out, and you know that the worm is dying. Um, so she's going, I mean, oh. make it at all like she's taken me through it oh go to by the way we are pre whole foods i know it's hard to imagine a time like that i had to go to like some rando health food store in new york city oh yeah i mean let me tell you to this day never give me anything goat's milk because you know no goat cheese oh no i mean i'm just like get that like yeah i how many days so seven days, and only I did goat's it. Milk. Yeah, only goat's milk. Forty ounces. One of my friends turned twenty-one during the time period. We went to the White Horse Tavern on the lower on the uh, lower west side of Manhattan, uh-huh. and uh, you know I could not have anyone think I wasn't drinking. They already thought I was nuts, but I was like, all right, like I I'm at her birthday, whatever. And so somebody's like, so I go, to, I took my goat's milk in a container. I oh. took it to the bartender and what? I said, hey, come over here. I said, no. look. I don't know what to tell you. I was like, I know, I know this is going to sound crazy, but I just need you to pour this in a rocks glass with ice so that it looks like I'm a having white a white Russian. Russian. And the guy was like looking at me. I remember his face. And I was like, look, I get it. I was like, I'm on this. And it wasn't like cool at that point to be like, I'm on a cleanse. I was like, sure. I'm doing this thing. And he's I have like, a worm in my stomach. Yeah. And just I was like, I don't even know like what to say to you. And he was like, you are batshit. Like literally like what is going on? But everybody else thought I was perfect. They thought like, not all, how cool is she? Like she shows up and at a bar, she's you know we're getting cheap beers she's drinking a white russian i loved it mm-hmm. so then when i would poop i would stand over the toilet and i was like and Looking by the way the if you've only been consuming goat's milk your poop is globules of white so i'm like i'm killing this thing it's awesome this is great it's coming out i've never okay. felt better and i will tell you on that cleanse after day three i had never felt better my tummy was flat i had good energy i was i wasn't gassy i was was sleeping I remember going to sleep and I was like this is crazy like all this stuff and I was like I am healed like this is great so I stopped the goat's milk cleanse um I've got an appointment with her in like two weeks right and so this is another five hundred dollars yeah oh I don't even know what her plan for me was at that point um so day seven there was by the way no plan for day eight so just sidebar if you ever go on a cleanse figure out what your post cleanse plan is before you are stopping your cleanse like that's good rule uh-huh. but so i go back to just eating you know i started off i'm like obviously you don't what want was your much first so i'm like let me ate. have i don't even remember i think i probably had soup or like something i would okay. go to this like hole in the wall it's probably still there sue like i loved it it was this little restaurant and you go have soup and they give you you know fermented veggies so i'm sure i was actually doing something good I don't think it was more than 40 hours before I was back to my good like six months pregnancy belly as soon as I went back to eating food and I was pissed. I remember I don't know what kind of message I left on the voicemail but I was like I just drank 40 ounces of goat's milk for, for seven, seven days. Yeah. Days. By the way her response in the future was I needed that I would have that was just the first round and I was going to need to repeat it and all that stuff to get better um, but I decided to take better into my own hands which meant going and drinking copious amount of alcohol which I had sure. not done in quite some time. Uh, going out with my friends and um, entertaining everyone with the story of what I had just been through. Well randomness there is no randomness but synchronicity there was a an integrative gastroenterologist which like did not exist like there might have been four in the world at that point i'm probably more but very few 
who happen to be in the bar and happen to be loosely connected to our group of friends and everybody See, is crying, this laughing. Is, this is what, yeah. like, you got to go out and drink. You got to go out and drink. You so, just yeah, got you to gotta for just, your you health. Know, the moral of the story, especially <laughs> if you're in your early 20s, is stop being at home trying to fix uh-huh. yourself and just go out because that's yes. how you're going to fix it. Yeah. Yes. Good point. Um, and so I ended up out there and she said to me, you know, joking, like we're trying and she said, oh, wow, this is bad. She said, did they ever ask if you like, she's like, can I just ask, were you ever on antibiotics as a kid? And I looked at her. I was like, first of all, I'm done with you people. I don't even know what you do. I was like, but second of all, yes. And why are you asking me about antibiotics? And she was like, well, and then also, did you by any chance take birth control? And I was like, yes, but what are we doing so here? So now and you're she a said, witch. Yeah, and she what? said, so if you, she's like, I don't, I hear you and your story. And she's like, and honestly, I'm just having a really good time. She's like, but here's my card. And when you're done, you know, insurance will actually pay for you to come see me. So you're not out of pocket anymore mm-hmm. or whatever. So I went to see her and we talked for an hour. And so that actually taught me the thing that I carry through to my practice today, which is um, sitting and assessing where somebody is um, Mm -hmm. and asking those questions and asking about things that may at the outset not at all seem related. You know, I might be asking about, you know, hey, did your mom have this going on? Or, you know, do you do uh, high intensity training? And, oh, you know, do you have reflux? Do you have green under your eyes? You know, Mm. any of these things. And she asked me these questions and we talked about it. And then we talked about my current diet and what I was doing. And she said, you know, other than for you, I'm guessing soy. She said, everything else, um, I think your diet is amazing. She's like, your digestive system doesn't have what it needs to run better. Mm-hmm. She's like, you just, you have no good bacteria. Mm-hmm. You, the lining of your digestive tract. She's like, I can do a bunch of tests and we can go through and do those things. They are going to be out of pocket, you know, because New York doesn't cover some of those things. Um, and I was like, no, 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 no. I was like, it like. I just drank goat's milk like seven days. I was like, if you tell me, and she's like, so a probiotic is, and we went through, and at the time there was actually only lactobacilli. So it was like a culturel or, you know, one of those. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did that magnesium. I got some glutamine in. I remember I had some droppers or something else. And it was just like, so just do this for six weeks. Um, she's like, eat whatever you want. You know, you might notice that if you, that you're more gassy, if you eat foods that like cause gas, like, you know, if you have bubbles or you have raw broccoli Uh or whatever, but if you mostly have cooked stuff and you know, these kinds of things. And the only other thing is I want you to just stop having soy. Oh my gosh. Sleeping, belly, energy, um, mood, my ability to actually be nice to people. Like, I mean, it was just like, I felt like I literally like Honestly, I don't like I sometimes get teary about it. I don't remember who that person was. I remember how bad it was, mm-hmm. but I don't remember who that person was. And I that was this just from above moment where I turned around and I was like, the next thing I know, I found myself in a Barnes and Noble and I was like, there has to be like it wasn't, books wasn't on this. this time. It was it was actually a bookstore where yeah. you went to like go buy things, <laughs> right. right? It was like, yeah, it was there was actually you went into the store and And I was like, there's no, but this doesn't exist anywhere. And she's like, I know, it's kind of crazy. And I said, no, no, I want to do this. I was like, I'm probably not long for selling people sugared cereals. And, I, you know, I'm thinking about this other stuff, but like, I wonder what it would take. And some other things happened along the way. Um, I was working in, I now was working on a campaign uh, to help parents talk to their kids about tough issues like sex. And so I'd gotten really interested in using really my advertising in, in education space. Oh, and it was the, the Clinton scandal. So it was a really good time. Like, it was like, <laughs> oh, look at this. You know, suddenly I'm on the Rosie O'Donnell show and like, you know, these I kinds of things. I asked my grandma what a yeah. blowjob was. Yes. And she said, I 
don't know. I don't know. Yeah. You're <laughs> like, like now I'm you're like, like you Grandpa, I'm so me. sorry. Yeah, no. well, yeah. Or she just lied. No, there you go. She's yeah. Lying she just to lied, me. lied. It's like go ask your mother, you know, yeah. at that point. So I told people this is a long way around, but the reason I tell that story is it reminds me every day that I work with a patient or work with practitioners and talk to them about their patients. Um, it reminds me of two really critical things. And the first thing is is that you have to understand where somebody is today. So it's like turning on your location settings. You know, you can't use Uber or Lyft or your GPS if you don't actually know where you are right now. Otherwise, Mm -hmm. it's going to like go pick me up in Akron tonight instead of like, you know, right here in Cincinnati. And then the other part is to figure out your best path. We've got to actually know about you. Right. And to figure out like sometimes the scenic route is a better route for you, you know, Mm -hmm. and to figure all that stuff out. So needless to say, I ended up going back to school. Um, NYU had this great program where they would take people like me that were like, okay, you've done like none of the science, but we're going to let you do this. And we're also going to help you get credit and kind of figure out how you can optimize what your background is. So my background in in nutrition has always been to also look at the advertising of nutrition, which I knew intimately, and help people understand that like what they're telling you on the front of the package is like an online dating profile. It's like everything that they want to think about themselves or they want you to think about them. And like, how do we figure out you know, what's actually in there. So I ended up going out to LA to do my residency, my internship year, uh, and never came back because I, on the one hand, well, I know (laughs) because I really miss the winter. Just kidding. Um, but I had this super weird, uh, like weirdly awesome experience of like having random, you know, celebrities that I would work with on, you know, their nutrition and thinking that was was some random celebrities that you worked with. Well, so it's a funny story, you know, on that part where you, uh, get into that space and you realize, so I could tell everybody's name, but, um, you know, when I really think about it, uh, the reason I think people came to me, still come to me on that part is, um, you know, you strip off like what movie we've won an award for or anything else. And like our digestive system is still just our digestive system sure. that needs help or our brain or that kind of thing. So we practice privacy. We do have some like uh, Emily Deschanel, the Deschanel sisters have been wonderful. Oh, yeah. I love working with them and Andy Richter and like some people who like have done things for books for me, like yeah, Elizabeth Hasselbeck. Right, that you can divulge. And, yeah, some right. of those. Um, but the majority of my practice was, um, was working in the entertainment industry because I'm in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I also worked um, in Compton and in, uh, cause I'd worked at County hospital and in downtown LA, not the downtown LA that works today. And like mm. some of the outer lying areas. And it was always awesome to see that, um, no matter what somebody's resources were, we were dealing with the same things. And mm-hmm. also just because you have a lot of resources, doesn't mean that like you're suddenly going to get it, you know, get fit or get healthy and stay healthy or do the right thing. Yeah. Um, so it was really, that taught me a lot. It's and like it was there, just stripped down. Yeah, like, totally. hey, we're just all human. Exactly. And our bodies, you know, work, um, have the intention of working very similarly, but we also have to respect who we are, you know, as Mm -hmm. individuals. So I had some fun out there and I did, you know, I did four reality TV shows where I was on air as the dietitian. I did fun things like, you know, writing books and doing all these like different things. And at a certain just point, the LA life. Yeah. I mean, yeah. just nuts. Right. You know, and <laughs> know, you're like, yeah. And then I would come, like come back or I had a moment actually where I came back to DC. I, I was the California state representative um, for the let's move campaign. And I went to DC and I ran into a, a colleague of mine, a, a chef that was there and he started this organization called wholesome wave. And they were just doing, they were creating so much change at epic levels at the national level. And I was embarrassed. I'm like, mm-hmm. well, guess who I helped get ready for the Oscars. You know, I was like, this right. sucks. 
So yeah. he's like, why aren't you living here? And I was like, I don't know. Like, what do you do here? Have you seen LA? Yeah. And I was uh, like, like, what do you do here? You know? And it happened to be a sunny day in Georgetown. So he kind of got me. Then I realized Georgetown I could take the train to New York. You know, I was like, yeah. this is good. So I ended up the last, I went to DC for five years in the last administration. Um, I left pretty much when this one came in because this one just isn't interested, I think, in proactive, like in nutrition, you know, on that part. Um, And I think the other part was I really felt a little beaten up. I felt like, wow, I have clients who are representatives, you know, from different states, you know, congressional uh, appointees, et cetera, Mm -hmm. who are, um, they're my clients, but they're voting to like cut assistance or not do the right thing, you know? So I was like, Hey, I I don't want to do this. And along the way, I realized that, um, I could be much more helpful helping practitioners learn to do, uh, the types of assessments that I had been doing in my practice and that I felt we really need from it to change the way that, so really this whole thing is about making sure that no one else ever goes on a goat's milk cleanse. So that's why I do what I do today. Ultimate goal. <laughs> that's it. Ultimate goal. No. So if, if I help one less person go on a goat's milk cleanse, I will be happy. So, okay. Yeah. So I have <laughs> a so, lot for you. I have so much <laughs> to get go. to. Yes. One of the things that just come to mind first is, you know, you, you mentioned like, if you, if you go on a cleanse, yeah. have a plan after. Yeah. Do you think there are like, any cleanses that people should be going totally. on. Totally. Okay. Um, and I run one. So no, there you go, right? Yeah. That's like, the, and, and I'll sell it <laughs> and to you. And afterwards, if you want to use the code, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so I do run a quarterly digestive tune-up and a lot of practitioners um, that I work with. And the interesting thing about my digestive tune-up is most of the time people are incorporating, they're adding in so many things that they aren't currently getting in that they're like, wait, this actually is, I'm like, so well, this is actually cleansing, but it's because you normally don't get in any of these things that your system actually needs. It's not like what a we restrictive think of. Yeah, thing. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And even a detox, a detox can be delicious and it can be, you know, wow, I'm going to get in the whole rainbow and I need to get in broccoli and how do I get in all these other mm-hmm. things? So, um, you know, I'm also a really big fan of doing something consciously for a short period of time to reset you. So when I, I talk I about the goat's milk cleanse, you know, actually just not having to make a food choice for seven days was genius. Totally. So you could literally order, you know, from, um, you know, we could go up the street to like, uh, uh, there's so many great places in um, in Cincinnati where you can get food from, um, or you could get food delivered, uh, you know, from somewhere else. And you could say, hey, for seven days, I'm just going to have this all done for me. Well, that's super cleansing because we have such decision fatigue around like poor you, you go in and you're like, all I wanted was a club soda, but I don't have this. I don't have this. I don't. What do I get? And is it going to be good for her? And how do I do totally. you know, all these that's things? That's how I feel like all my stress around food now is like, yes. I don't even know what I want. Yes. I don't, I'm not even craving anything. Nothing yeah. particularly sounds good. I wish I just had a fucking pill yes. that I could take while I'm working to yes. like sustain me because right. I don't even care about it. And I sell those too. So cool. don't, don't you worry Please. on that part. You know, but the problem is, is that we can always pop a pill and take them. Um, the body, though, internally will just be, ooh, I'm a little neglected. Yeah. And, and that's, that's how I feel like I yeah, do feel like I'm neglected. Feel neglected. So I think there are, I think it's understanding the intention around. So, for example, I mentioned Emily uh, years ago when she was um, just starting out on Bones. Um, 
we would, and of course she was vegan and she's allergic to soy. Mm. Um, and so one of the things that we were figuring out for her was, you know, she's got these crazy, it's a very active performance day. You know, a lot of people think of celebrities just like sitting in their um, trailer and then like they get called up for one scene and you're like, no, 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 mm-hmm. she's working all day. And so, and long days. Um, and so what we did on that part was we were just like, hey, why don't we take what you're getting and why don't we move it all to liquid? So why don't we have, why don't we have you do smoothies and soups and juices because your body actually doesn't have to do all that digestive work to break it down so we can absorb those nutrients it's kind of stressful I'm sure you're wondering about trying to remember your lines like Mm -hmm. you know all of these things so in that way maybe three days of liquids if they're good quality liquids like we have our better nutrition like go drink yeah yeah, like yeah, it's right. it, yeah, exactly. Um, so you know, it's it's picking on that part. So I think um, a, there are cleanses, absolutely. Um, but I think you have to have a very clear objective on what it is, and then also be very clear of like, hey, so what's my after plan? You know, a lot of times it's just sure. getting started for. Um, and by the way, whatever weight you lose on a cleanse, like come on, people, like yeah, yeah. I mean, not, uh, like right. we, we if we've proven one thing throughout this country is that we can gain and lose weight. Like the real the 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 magic is in can we actually be healthy? Like yeah, I think is really the bigger question. Good. Like yeah. feel like you're feel living good. a vibrant life. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Sure. I can. Yeah. Lose a bunch of weight. Yeah. And like feel like shit. And I have no right. energy or that's all consuming. Yeah. Same with like gaining a bunch of weight. Like it's just oh, for me. For me, it's just so important now. I'm like I just want to be energized. Right. So I took your quiz oh, on nice. the, the better nutrition okay. yeah. program, um, which I want you to talk about too, but. So for like a little quiz there and, I, yeah. and my I think the thing that I selected was like sleep and energy because uh-huh. I was yeah. like that's like I just want to feel good I want to yes. feel like I have the energy to do everything I want in a day without right. leaning on a crutch of caffeine all the right. time yeah or a crash yeah. or moodiness or whatever it is like right. I got a lot of shit to do like that's yeah. what I want to focus on yeah for, kind of for the first time in my, my life of like not picking the weight loss thing right right good for yeah I You're mean like, which like not that yeah. it doesn't pop up right, right. but I'm like right no. Like, and if you have the really energy like to do what you want to do, then it, part of that entails sleeping better, which yes. means, of course, your body composition is going to then reflect like it's going to get where it needs to go on that part. Yeah. And, you know, so for me, everything comes back to digestion. So mm. our most popular tool, whether you're doing it yourself um, or you're doing one of our programs or you're a practitioner who wants to do this you know, for someone is our digestive assessment, because mm. you literally cannot have any better health outcome if your digestion isn't running better. So you can't have better energy. You can't have better skin you can't have better cholesterol you can't like because that's where all the absorption's happening uh, right yeah it's absorption it's elimination it's tagging things that are scary so your immune system could go off it's how does your um it's parceling things to make sure you're getting them at the right time and they're going where they're supposed to go so your digestion is like that's king like you gotta have that part going on and then you know it is actually and i it can sound like very egotistical to say better nutrition is simple it is very simple when we understand it. Mm-hmm. What is messy is unpacking what we've done and creating new habits. And so I think at this phase in my life, I've been really focused on habit change, mm. um, habit upgrade. Uh, they always say it's actually harder to to, uh, to um, just change a habit or to start something new. But if you upgrade a habit, then it's easier. Like if you take something and you replace it with something that's a little bit better for you, yeah. that you're you know that might work out better for you. So I've been really fascinated on that part because it's like we just got to look at how to to do some of these things that make us feel better yeah yeah so how is that how the better nutrition program got started how did you kind of develop that yeah the better nutrition so um 
I, you know, somewhere along the way, I think like I, I was like, oh, I feel like I'm kind of funny. And, you know, as a speaker, yeah. I like to keep people's attention. So I'm going to like try to be funny. And truth uh-huh. be told, like I thought one at one point in my life I was going to be a stand up comedian. And then I was like, oh, sit down. Like this is like n- not that what your calling work. is. Right. Yeah. That Talk is... about hard work. I bow, you know. Totally. Uh, me yeah, too. totally. So to, to really hit it. So um, but in a funny, not so funny moment was that I, I was so tired of giving these presentations that said 70% of Americans are not getting enough magnesium. And I had been hired by a company to talk about magnesium. um, And I was super happy because magnesium had changed my life. Like to actually get and give my body enough magnesium, when you talk about being able to sleep, it actually goes into all of our cells and helps turn off the stress response. So my anxiety, so birth control depletes B vitamins, magnesium interferes with Mm -hmm. the lining of the digestive tract. And in particular, the birth control I was taking, like I think we've got different ones these days, et cetera. But we got to be really careful, uh, you know, of those medications. And so getting in enough magnesium was a game changer. Then I learned that chocolate is dark chocolate's a good source of magnesium. So I'm like, sign me up. I can give yep, these talks. Yep, yep. But at a certain point, I'm in it to win it. And if we're just telling people 70% of you aren't getting enough magnesium, it's like, thanks. Like, how do we do it? So then I don't want to turn around and always be like, take a supplement. What I realized was, let me actually ask you, are you eating any of these foods? How often? How much of them are you having? Are you taking any supplements? Because if you're taking calcium, you're going to need more magnesium because they work in opposition to each other. Um, And do you have any of these lifestyle things going on? Do you happen to ever experience stress? Maybe Mm -hmm. like only a few of us. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, do you have trouble sleeping? Are you constipated? Um, Are you on birth control? Are you, you know, and we start to Mm -hmm. ask these questions. So I created a little quiz. I was like, I just thought, hey, if I have these questions. So I was going to talk to a group of therapists, um, mental health professionals, about a thousand of them. I remember the that it was roughly a thousand because the key number here is 845. Mm -hmm. And I said to them, I started off and I said, hey, everybody, you know, I'm here to talk about the mind-body connection. We were just starting to talk about that. Um, And your digestion and why magnesium is so important for so many of your patients. I said, just give me a show of hands. um, How many of you have patients that are dealing with stress? Everybody raise their hands. You know, you're warming up the audience. And then I said, so give me a show of hands. You know, how many um, of your patients you're recommending like an SSRI, right? Like something to help with a a medication to help with uh, anxiety, depression, et cetera. A lot of people, a lot lot Mm -hmm. of them are raising their hands. I said, great. So um, how many of you test magnesium before, you know, know what their magnesium levels are before you put them on an SSRI? No hands went up, right? So I said, so um, I don't know what to do other than to tell you that that's malpractice. And so I thought I was being really funny. You don't tell a group of professionals <laughs> that they're committing malpractice. But then I was like, wait, like everybody was like so upset. He said, no, no, no. So really, I do want to tell you why I think it's important. Like now that I have your attention. Like, that was a joke. Yeah, I was like, yeah. it was a joke. It was not funny. It went nowhere. This Didn't is where I was like, note to self, I'm like I'm not a stand-up comedian. <laughs> I was like, so let me back up. And I was like, so actually, regardless of whether we give them a medication in people who are experiencing stress and anxiety and explain the mechanism for how magnesium works in all the cells to turn off the stress response and how critical it is and how our digestive system has like 80% of the serotonin receptor sites and if it's, you know, all this stuff that we know today. And they turned around and to everybody, I was like, okay, so how many of you now are going to test your, you know, get magnesium tested before mm-hmm. you? And, and they're like, oh, um, oh, you know, everybody raises their hand. And I said, okay, what if I told you now that um, there's no lab test that can actually tell you if somebody's getting enough magnesium? And like... If they're, it, they're, I, I think everyone there wishes they could have just given me the middle finger. Sure. Like, I think they were just like, this is, you know, crazy on that part. 
And so at that point, um, I said, so I realized that too. And I got super frustrated. So I created this quiz. Any Mm. of you want that quiz, just send me an email or, you know, whatever, and I'll give it to you. Basically what it comes down to is we got to figure out if somebody's total magnesium is sufficient for them. And then you might even need to increase magnesium in some of your patients that have X, Y, and Z. And then I went into my talk, right? Yeah. 845 requests for this like quiz that literally I had written on like a word doc, like literally on that part. So, you know, we were chatting before this about like kind of how does your business evolve? All I cared about was the content at that point. I was like, I have 845 practitioners that are now going to be thinking about magnesium. Like I am changing. Mm -hmm. I've never been able to change at this scale before. Like I'm Mm -hmm. changing things. Yeah. So I turned it into a quiz. When you talk about magnesium, you've then got to talk about calcium. And then of course I want to talk about digestion. And so I just started creating quizzes. Um, And today with the Better Nutrition Program, we have over a hundred assessment tools, about 30 of them are quizzes. And we're Mm -hmm. usually, my team only lets me create four new tools a year now, Um, but we're creating new tools uh, in collaboration with practitioners. And then we're teaching practitioners how to use those um, with their patients. So you, the patient can take the quiz and share it with your practitioner, Mm -hmm. or um, you, the practitioner can purchase um, all of our tools and then use them in your practice. And that's how we got to doing what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. So like when I took the quiz with the sleep and energy, I got a result or maybe not results, but like like, some feedback. Here's here's a thought or whatever. There was a lot about adaptogens. Yes. So can you talk a little bit about adapt? I've heard the word. I've seen the teas. Yes. I know that you know, you should maybe drink them before bed. Right. Relaxing. Well, not some of them. Yeah, I mean, not some of them. Right. So, so yeah, tell there's me. a class of herbs that of plants, because um, they're not all, well, I guess, that, yeah, they're not all herbs because one's a berry, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, they're about 12 to 15 that we've discovered. And they have figured out ways to survive in some of the scariest, most resource deficient places in the world. So I'm just going to start with Siberia. Okay. So whatever you think about in Siberia, you don't think about like a lot of sunshine and water and no. warmth and things like that. And in <laughs> fact, there's nothing there. And Siberian ginseng grew and is able to thrive there. So when we started to look at things like ashwagandha, Siberian yes. ginseng, rhodiola, yep. um, a lot One of them of are also in our mushroom category yes. because mushrooms, remember, they go into these areas where things have been broken down. And mushroom side note are just like the most insane things. In the the most amazing. Like, like listen to podcasts yeah. with mushroom experts. Yes, like Paul Stamets. Yes. Bow. Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I mean, just I, so incredible. I'm like, okay, yeah. so mushrooms are taking over the world. Yes. The, sol- the solution to all of our problems. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And there's all these different parts of mushrooms, right? right? So there's the flowering body and there's a, So that's actually why, so with adaptogens and some of which are mushrooms and also with medicinal mushrooms, and we mm-hmm. also have a guide on, on medicinal mushrooms, you really need to know what you're getting. Yeah. Because if I said to you ashwagandha or Siberian ginseng and you're getting like an extract or you're getting a part of the leaf and you're not getting yeah. the fruiting body or, you know, like in rhodiola or whatever, you aren't actually getting the compounds that are going. So what they actually do is they go into your body Mm -hmm. and they're like walking through like a scan to -hmm. see what your body needs. And then they go in and they say, you know, unlike a medication that's just going to go in and do something, Mm -hmm. we're going to go in and see what you need and we're going to help your body adapt better to the stress and these other things. Oh, magical. Magical. Because basically they're saying like, we don't think you're surviving so well. And so now we want to help 
help you. And to your point, vitality or thriving is different than, hey, I like, do I have a disease, right? Mm -hmm. So if I'm thinking about like, hey, the disease of the modern era is I may not have these things that my body needs to actually thrive. Mm -hmm. And I, if I take a medication for something, it may throw my body out of whack in one direction. And these things can be more adaptogenic. Mm -hmm. um, so there's real brilliance to them. But there's also with anything, you have to look at your total nutrition picture. Yeah. So if your digestion is not better and you just think going home and now trying ashwagandha is going to be good for you, absolutely not. Right. And then some of them are actually very stimulating. So rhodiola, great for testosterone, great for um, giving you a boost of energy. Yes. You know, I think so some of them are ones you definitely don't want to take right. in the evening, nope, that, you know, nope. in that part. And the other part with anything in plant medicine, I just I'm fascinated by plants and, and everything that they do is they're also going to take some time. Now, adaptogens can work pretty quickly to help you sort of feel a different mm -hmm. state, but they are going to take over time for you to, for them to have more of a cumulative effect or, you know, certain things to adjust. So how we use them, what sources we use them. So through all of this, as I was learning about these things, I went on a massive hunt to figure out how you could decipher a better product from one that isn't so good. Um, <sighs> and like that has been, so at this, artisan. so years and years ago, I started the, it's a nonprofit. It's on my Ashlikoff RD website, but I have a database where I've audited over like hundreds of thousands of products. And on some products, like, do you know the perfect bar? Do you ever eat, like, see those little, yeah, like, perfect bars? Yeah, to refrigerate them. Yeah, exactly. Yes. And so you'll see my little AKA logo because, like, I proved them, early, like, a long oh, time ago, right? Or on a magnesium cool. product, you'll see that. Or, you know, there are some of these different products or on their website that you'll see that it's approved. It's all nonprofit. Nobody's ever, unfortunately, yeah. paid me a cent <laughs> to do any oh, of I that. I saw this on your website. Yeah. You can see and, like, yeah, see the literally. List of and things. you can go in and you can be like, I wonder what you think. And now these are better, not perfect, right? Mm -hmm. But it's figuring out, you know, what are those choices? So um, one of the things I get concerned about is it seems like everything these days is either fortified or upgraded or has some of this. And so you really do have to, um, the key thing to take away from this conversation is one, assess your digestion. And then number two, assess if yourself or have somebody assess your total nutrition, what goes in and on your body most often. That's what you want to have be better. Not like, hey, I'm going to go in and suddenly grab a coffee that's got 15 different things in sure. it. That kind that's of thing. an excellent point. It's like, let's yeah. take care of our baseline first yes. before we're leveling up. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 No, that's super interesting. I wanted to talk about um, the link between PMS yes. and our diet. Oh, I saw this yeah. and I was like, this is fascinating. I'm very much into kind of cycle sinking right now. Mm. Like I don't, I'm, I'm not on hormonal birth control. Uh -huh. I haven't been for years now, but mm -hmm. I'm not, but I'm trying to not get pregnant. Yes. Yeah. And it, it, birth control is fascinating to me yeah. and all the fucked up shit it's doing yes. to people. Yeah. So I'm just super interested. And I think yeah. that the audience too is. Cause I be think we, we somewhere went along. So first of all, hormonal shifts are totally normal. What right. is abnormal is the environmental exposures, me medication exposures, and other things that are causing us to, and even changes in our food. So when we change, when we take yogurt from regular yogurt and make it fat-free, um, or milk and make it fat-free, the research shows very smartly that 
that it contributes to like acne in teenage boys. Well, why is that? Because you've taken something that had a balancing effect with the fats and the sugar, et cetera. You remove the fats and you've got the sugar and it becomes more estrogenic for them. And suddenly they're having, you know, hormonal acne and this kind of thing. And so what we want to look at with hormones is hormones are meant to fluctuate. Um, Certain exacerbations, if they happen, you know, we have to look at, you know, things like what's in our makeup or what's in our plastics or, you know, these kinds of things. But um, the most important thing is actually when your hormones shift, they throw your digestion off course. So instead of eating right for your hormones or instead of medicating to stop your hormones, we need to learn to have our nutrition match digestively what's going on in our system. So if I am a young woman and I am going through a menstrual menstrual phases over the course of a month, as I get closer to my period, the body is saying, "Get ready. I'm getting re- I'm getting ready. Yeah. I'm going to lock things down. I'm going to tighten up. I'm going to make sure, you know, everything in there is super protected to hang on to that um, baby that I want to, you know, be creating mm-hmm. and have it in there." So for us, we're constipated, we're tense. Um, we are carbohydrate craving because we're like I'm loading up you know we're we're maybe you know all of these things right that um, a moodiness that can happen because our digestion is thrown off Mm -hmm. like and what we then do is we turn around and we're like I'm keto. I'm not going to have carbohydrates or I can get everything I need by having espresso and MCT oil. And my body is going, oh my gosh, I need magnesium stat and I should be getting it from whole grains or beans or other carbohydrate sources. But you know what? I'm going to get it from chocolate because, you know, we think, oh, I need magnesium. I'm going to go on that part. And so it's really interesting to me when you cycle and you really start to understand your cycle, you can also make great nutrition choices and you can also do interventions. So one of my favorite interventions um, I actually years ago had created a product on it was um, adding digestive enzymes uh, some B vitamins and magnesium to women about the seven days before your period Mm -hmm. um, so that you can turn around the digestive enzymes because they're like personal assistance for your digestion so they go in and they break things down just Uh into smaller pieces because you know what as you get closer to your period you're not getting all the stuff done your digestive system isn't doing it quite as easily so we can work on that piece I've, and yeah. so that's so important. Yeah. I've always felt a shift in my digestion mm-hmm. as my period approaches. And yeah. I, I've been without hormones for quite some time. Right. I had a non-hormonal IUD for a while. Yeah. Then that didn't work out for me anymore. And so now I'm just yeah. doing like basal body temperature right. stuff, like right. playing around still yeah. with, with some of that. And you people get bloated and you're, you know, all of these other things. And then they're I would also get so gassy. Yes, totally. Because what's going on in there? Yeah. It, things are on lockdown. So, and then we still put stuff in. And so right. it's like, okay. And also, that's the time where I want the popcorn, I want the pizza, I want, you know, the things that are going to give me those quick carbs. And when I have those quick carbs, the bacteria is like, oh, sweet. And what the bacteria then, you know, the bad bacteria is then given off gas and I'm mm-hmm. just, you know, tooting away right. or it's all trapped in there yeah, and I hate everyone. Good. And I'm like, like it, the, it, for me, the analogy is always as you walk through the crosswalk, if I feel like I need to tell you, excuse me, could you get over on that side of the crosswalk? That's when I know, you know, you're like, it's that yeah. space and time and it's affecting our mood. So, you know, things that we have today, the adaptogen CBD, mm-hmm. um, magnesium, but at the core, it really is time to start to do those things, the liquid nutrition, the, the taking care of your digestion, that's going to really help you hormonally. So what if we're thinking like, okay, we know our periods come like a week yeah. before. Yeah. What are some good 
foods maybe right, what, sure. you know kind of so the key thing to me is that's the digestive tune-up so that's when i'm going to check in on okay. on digestion so um it may be there may be a supplemental play here so mm-hmm. i like to get in you know um i look at alkaline formers so lemon in my water lime oh, in my okay. water uh, watermelon kiwi um greens i might do chlorophyll i might just add a greens juice even if i know i'm going to have a pint of ice cream like it's just still going to be helpful right. you know on yeah. that part okay, and point. um point. not stopping your coffee not stopping your carbohydrate but maybe paying attention if I'm craving two or three or four coffees, then I have to turn around and say, so what else could I do in here? So maybe yeah. my coffee I have right before I work out and then I really work out hard. There's a myth um, that right before we're getting our period, we feel like we don't want to exercise. Oh my gosh. Um, you know, you mentioned you had Duke on, like, mm-hmm. I'm like, hit the gym, get yeah. those branch chain amino acids. Yeah. It like, yeah. you know, that is when I'm like, force yourself to mm-hmm. really sweat it out mm-hmm. and, and work out um, to the best of your abilities on that part, uh, then you might turn around and say, okay, I do need chocolate or I want. And if I space those things out, it gives me like little hits on that part. Uh, Something else I think that, so your carbohydrate, but um, don't... uh, don't have what we'll call naked carbohydrates. So don't just have the carbohydrate by itself. Try to Not have it with crackers. some proteins and some fats. Yeah. Like so, put the peanut butter, on, you yeah. know, or the like the good <laughs> nut butter on the crackers, or have the cheese, or you know, whatever you're doing in that space to have it be like that's a great time to say like I love avocado toast, or mm, you know, mm-hmm. oh I don't normally just you know like I'm totally craving the cookie and I don't mean like go have like the salad with wild salmon and then have a cookie like you don't have to eat around to what you're going to want to have yeah but maybe you have like half of that cookie with the peanut butter on it or maybe you have a hard-boiled mm. egg in the cookie or something to just give you a little okay. better balance pairing. yeah pairing. yeah a little yeah. bit of pairing yeah exactly that exactly sense. yeah I, I said last night, I, I'm running my sugar shakedown program. Uh, and I said last night, I was like, I hope it didn't offend anyone. But I was like, you know, you need to be really careful about having unprotected carbs. Like, that's mm. the way, you know, like, where it's like, ah, I need to protect my carbs, you know, I with these other things. I think about that a lot. Yeah. I think about that a lot. Yeah. Where I'm like, okay, I. I, I I try to come from a place of where I am right now with my relationship to food of like yeah. not restricting. No, you, I don't yeah. want to be like, no, don't have that. Right. But I'm like, I don't, I'm not just going to have a piece of raisin cinnamon bread alone yes <laughs> and by the way it's so much better with butter or olive <laughs> oil sure. like so i mean there for you're sure. like you know like, take it off some eggs yes and like, yes like put and whatever. just and, and do it on that part and i think that's you know i it is something we run up a little bit against i was having a conversation with some practitioners where you know we're in the health at every size and intuitive eating and yeah. everything else and i said but you know we do have to recognize that first of all if your gut is unhappy you cannot be intuitive like yeah. I, like you're asking your mind to do things like they're too connected. Yeah. So maybe do some deep breathing, you know, maybe like on that part that can be helpful, but whatever it takes you to calm the gut, to allow for some intuitive eating. And I actually, with my clients, we actually um, have a plan for them for those seven days before their period. Uh, especially if, as I mentioned before, I was working in Hollywood, like you don't like stop, like you get your period and you're still shooting a film. Right. Yeah. So it was like, we don't have any room for error here. Mm-hmm. So there might be a time where you just actually have to have a plan and stick to it and it's that's not breaking that's not a restriction thing or you know anything else but if it helps you stay on a plan that you know is going to physically make you feel better yeah that's going to play out in the rest of the space i think it comes back to intention right yes yeah you know you're set you're doing something to take care of yourself right a plan to take care of yourself not a plan to 
and make yourself smaller because diet culture says you should be smaller. Exactly. So I exactly. Think that's the yeah. distinction. And then if you make. blow it all out and you're like, whatever, just remember, like, big deal. Like right. it, it, like it actually is not a big deal. Right. Two days from now, you literally are not going to want. I always love like the second day of my period. I like. I probably could just not eat. Like I'm just like I have no interest in food. I'm like you know I feel fine. Like my digestion's yeah. back to you know what it was and that kind of thing. So just remember that like there is that light at the end of the yeah, tunnel. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm just I'm just super interested now. Yeah. Just be- I've spent so much of my life shutting down mm. how my body's feeling mm. and telling it I don't care what you're yeah. feeling or what you're trying to tell me. I'm doing right. this. Right. That now it's a big practice and shift yeah. for me to be like, okay, am I am I tired? Am I hungry? Is that what yes. hung- is that what hunger feels yeah. like? Yeah. Like, like it's like I'm fucking 31. I'm yes. like, okay, now I got to learn what a yeah. hunger cue is. And by the way, I'm 47 and <laughs> I don't know that it gets any better. Like I talk to people who are in their 70s and we're like, we're just still trying to figure it out. I know. I'm but you know, practiced. one of the things and you'll love this because like with whole, the whole what the fit, yeah. um, there's this. Uh, so Laird Hamilton, Gabby Reese, and then this great um, guy, Coach PJ Nestler created this company called XPT Life. Mm-hmm. And they, I just find it fascinating. I always think like, oh, gosh, I would love to like go. I'm a little intimidated by the like everything that they do. But I'm like, <laughs> oh, I'd love to go for these workouts and all that stuff. Um, it's the whole like ice bath and then like, you know, underwater training. I think I'd be fascinated. I probably could do it, but like a little intimidating. Ooh, but anyway, yeah. we were both speaking at, um, at a conference last year and I have happen to be as we were saying sometimes it's just fun to show up not in your speaker role or whatever I got there early and I was checking in and like there was PJ I'm like wait what are you guys doing oh we're we're giving a talk right now I'm like I don't have anything on my calendar so I ran in and it turned out it was on breathing well let me tell you what we are doing so wrong today I know uh, and it's like (laughs) right and I was like I bow at the altar of people who are investing the time to pause and to breathe and to teach us out and you know what pj said to me is so great is like if you went into the gym and you worked with a trainer didn't just say it to me but i like to think it was just to Mm -hmm. me it was to Mm -hmm. the whole group um but you know if you went in and you did um 10 reps like with your you know with heavy weights and seven of them were awful right like there's a chance you could get injured but at minimum they're not like like if you were holding wrong or whatever Mm -hmm. like at minimum there you're not going to get good results right we have thousands of reps of breathing every day, all day, and we're doing so much of it wrong. I know. And so in the hormonal place, what I didn't realize is, is that if we're not breathing into the, like our back, like up by our bra strap and the big one, and you know, there's like gorgeous Gabby Reese, like standing there and saying like, Hey, to any of you suck in your belly. I'm like, every time I'm in a photo yeah. with you, you right. know, I was like, yep. I'll never, right. The belly breath. And she's like, let it out. Like, let your belly hang and like breathe and do that. That to me is one of the things that, you know, when we are feeling bloated, especially in that time period, that is a sign of like, hey, you got to breathe into that. Yeah. Like you have got to breathe into that. Maybe do some chair twists, find a way to pass that gas. But yeah. like you've got to move some of that stuff around. Like four months ago, I learned how to belly breathe. Right. Yeah. I'm still learning. Four yeah. months yes. ago. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. It's fascinating yeah, to yeah. me. So yeah. when you and I had our quick little chat over the phone. Yeah. You said something that has I have not stopped thinking about. Ooh. We were talking about self-care for men oh and how we have to reshape that maybe yeah where it's where men are understanding the value yes 
and that it, it looks it, it maybe doesn't look different than yeah. women but the way that we frame it for them yes so could you talk a little bit about that I sure think it's, super, it's su- interesting. super special to yeah. my heart I have such amazing men in my life my dad um, my both of my brothers you know we've got I've got nephews now etc so um I cannot take any credit for this. So I have, um, interestingly, I've always worked with men. Like I say interestingly because that that's always been something that people will be like, oh, she actually sees men. Like a lot of times dietitians aren't, you know, like have this whole women-focused business, uh-huh. right? Yeah. Um, so there must have been something in there. And, and maybe it's that, like I love basketball and sports. Yeah. And so I was like seeking out people that I could, you know, yeah. chat with about those kinds of things. But um, one of my uh, colleagues um, and just an incredible man, uh, Dr. Mike. Spar, who was until very recently in Los Angeles, is now in New York City. Um, so I will say that so much of this I have learned from him. And we actually collaborated. We have a men's health assessment. Mm. Um, so he said to me very early on, he's like, Ashley, the W for men is not wellness. It's a win. Yeah. So men don't, w- they're not going to be driven towards wellness, right? Yeah. And at this phase, like we never know, you know, on that part. Right. But um, so much of the wellness industry is very woman. Totally. Um, and what we have to think about for men is it really has to be framed in like, are is is this a do you perceive that you can actually win? Because first of all, if they don't think they can do it, they're not gonna try. Sure. Because that is yeah. not worth an investment, right? So sure. so ladies in your relationships, right? <laughs> as I've learned, like um moms, you know, with your sons, if you if they feel like they are uh I remember having this conversation even with my mom. Mom, if you always tell dad he's bad at this, like he's going to be like, you know what? I'm bad at this. I'm just not going to do it. Oh. And she's like, why don't you ever do this? Because oh you told him he's bad I at it. I feel like right? I learned very young. Yeah. I'd be like, you're the best, you're the best. at going you, to you get know me what coffee. I think it, yeah. yeah. I was like, you do this so <laughs> yeah. well, right? And you can't no. lie. You can't fake it. Like, no. that, you know, onto that. So you have to frame things in terms of what's the win. And so for them, from a health standpoint, we have to get better about helping them win. And one of the things that does not help men win is the way that our current healthcare system is set up where you maybe go in and have like your executive health or your physical they just go in they're like I have no idea like they don't even think a lot of men don't even think that having gas is bad like is a sign that something could be bad whereas we're like dying like, like we think it's the it worst thing ever smell right? like something crawled yes. up my nose and died and died here. yes exactly like, like i smell yes. I'm like you're not healthy yes we like, need to look 100%. at your hundred percent yeah this is not okay yes. i've been known to walk away from dogs where people are like their dogs poop i'm like that is just not no, okay no, like this is not come out okay. of your body smelling like they that. don't think that like they think like gas is natural you just pass it like if it smells or if i belch like it's that kind of thing so we actually have to start working with men and help helping them assess. And then the way you think about self-care is it really is positioned in wins. So Mm. what win do you want? Like, do you want to have better sex? Do Mm. you want to, um, is it, do you want to have better energy? Do Mm -hmm. you want to have, you know, and so he goes through like kind of these six areas. um, And when you understand what a man, what they're really focused on and what they see as a win, and then you start to, you you say like, this is how you get towards that part. Um, So I work very clearly on developing specific roadmaps. And I explain how what the initial win is going to be and then here's what a win is going to be and by the way if we see this we know that this is happening yay or that this isn't happening and we need to you know redirect things markers because they're they're just not it's women we've been We've either been so conditioned to look at and and think about our bodies, like because it's all kind of coming back. All to the what time. do you look like? Yes, yeah. exactly. And for men, life has been 
a little bit different. Now, what I am seeing also is that is different in this generation of, I would say, 20 and under. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, we're seeing a lot of young boys um, with diseases yeah. or who are growing up allergic and intolerant to a bunch of things um, or who, you know, autism and uh, kids who are on the spectrum um, inappropriately skews over towards the male side of mm-hmm. things. I don't I don't mean inappropriate like yeah, I mean it's right. like it's yes. unfit like it, yeah. I don't want it to skew more female but like yes. it's just we know that it skews more that way. Um so I think that that part of it some of this stuff will change but for what we know right now and it's so important because men are the role model for everyone in the house. Like so the girls see what their dad's doing and the boys see what their dad's doing. Mm-hmm. Um and so and and likewise mom is too yeah, but just right. th- but they're equally a role model right, right. and historically it was always like oh we just thought if mom was like eating well and taking care of herself or whatever that everybody would follow along and no you know it's like the boy uh, you know it's like that's not happening so men um self-care not so motivating winning absolutely so how do you and so i think it's interesting we're seeing more things that are gamifying health and that part um so i think it's good you know i think the one area that i think you have to be careful about for any men who are listening or who those who are working with men is there's a lot that's out there right now that's just all about data collection collecting data how many steps you did how many hours you got or whatever unless you have a plan to now make that better um doesn't really help us like sure. we're just we just know that like oh i only sleep four hours right, you know right. so how do i actually get that fifth six hour you know or yeah. how do i get myself to the gym more often or you know yeah. that kind of thing my husband has done a phenomenal job of medi- meditation oh, taking on a meditation wow. practice he meditates every single morning oh wow without fail wow for and how long of course minutes? I have to ask because now I'm competitive. I, I want I so badly wanted you to say five minutes and I was like, I can do it. I can do it this year. The yeah, reason, anyway. And, and yeah. I think the reason why he's been so successful is he has a heart rate monitor mm. that he clips on his ear and he can track on his app. Wow. And to him it's like, how how am I getting better I at maintaining see. that? Wow. Like, he's very competitive. Yes. He's super competitive. Yes. He's a former athlete. Yeah. Like, that's how he's kind of hacked it's, his yes. own brain. Yes. To have now a meditation a meditation yeah and I think that's it too and I think there's such fascinating like I love this whole world of biohackers and Mm -hmm. like following and learning what they're doing I think sometimes we have to be careful we're not all human experiments so you know and you don't (laughs) want to just do what somebody else is doing but that 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 is exactly sums up what a man needs which is I don't need to be told something I should be doing I don't even need to be told how to do it Mm -hmm. I need a system set up that shows me and I can judge and see how I'm winning right yeah, yeah. It, it works for him because he's yeah. able to to track and see like I'm getting better. I'm yes. Getting, this is the the progress that he needs to see. Whatever it is. Yeah. But, yeah. No. It's yeah. Good. It's it, yeah. It's so to me this whole, the male side of things is fascinating, especially as we learn more about well, obviously the rest of the population for those of us that are women. Or identifying that way, but also as we start, we understand the impact. So we're understanding like the impact of men's health on fertility. We're understanding the impact of men's health on companionship. So if I've done all this work to make myself super healthy, but my partner is sick and we're spending the last 30 years of our lives on his health care, like that's not fun. we talk about like break down the patriarchy and it's like if the men at the top can't even understand the importance of taking care of themselves, how are we ever going to be able to rise to the top knowing that we have to take care of ourselves? Yes. So like that's just one facet. But for me too, it's just like we're all humans. Yeah. Like I see the benefit that I get that other women get from starting to focus on, you know, 
things like their mental health or yeah. setting boundaries or moving joyfully, not from a place of punishment. The same right. with eating. I'm like, men need that too. It's yeah. not it's not just a woman thing. Right. Yeah. And it's like we can't have just and now. We're, inter- all of- we're interacting with all of them. And the, the amazing part of it too is like again, like when you heal the gut, like and you turn around and say, Oh, then they can trust their intuition. So then why are you unhappy at work? Because you're at a job that you don't want to be at. Well, what does yeah. your intuition tell you you should be doing? Oh, right. I can now figure that part out. But before it was like it's all brain. It's all like, what am I supposed to do? What like these tapes that are up there were so disconnected that yeah. way. And I think we really have to create that connection. Yeah. My friends would always make fun of me because I listened to something at some point about how like the stomach was like a second brain like, yeah that was a second absolutely brain. And yeah so I would always be talking about like my stomach brain yeah. and they're like what are you talking about I'm like yes. no it's real yes. like the gut microbiome yes. is important stuff yes and now we're adding that the endocannabinoid system is kind of what connects the brain and the gut like oh. and is running so you know as we start to learn about cannabinoids and you know and that whole piece I think it makes so much sense on that part uh, yeah. to be able to explore it. God, yeah. Fascinating yeah. stuff. I really appreciate you coming on. Oh, I thanks. feel like we could, could go on and on and I, on. Once you get back from Miami, yes. you have to come back. I love it. Come Absolutely. back on again. But yeah. we have to end with the question. Okay. Ashley, yes. What does being fit mean to you? Yeah. You know, it's funny. You, you sent this over to me and I was like, I really have to think about like, it's such a big thing, right? Because yeah. I would for the longest time, I really wanted to be able to do push-ups where my arms were on my side um, instead of splayed out. Like I always learned to do push-ups like, right. and I wasn't Close, able to yeah. do like yeah. out, but I was like this and I was like, I just can't do them. And I made this whole story up about how my my shoulders just don't work that way. Oh, I'm always like my do, anatomy like, doesn't support this. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> and then I saw someone do them at uh, the gym that I go to where um, they do them on their fists and do it that yeah. way. And I was like... And so um, I've worked darn hard. I can only maybe do about three or four, but like I am so excited about my push-ups and doing it that way. For and sure. when I thought about fitness, I was like, that was actually where I was like, oh, like figuring out something that you wanted and 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 testing your body mm-hmm. and seeing your body respond and having to be able to do that. I think fit in the bigger space to me, which mm-hmm. is probably the way that I would answer it is. Um, I really do think you have to figure out how you fit in this whole space of all these other people yeah. and the planet um, and own where you fit. Yeah. And I think to me, like, that's the part that, um, you know, I like it. it's just we're all trying so hard these days and it and it stressful. is hard these days yeah. and it's stressful. Yeah. And so I'm like, you know what? Like, I'm I kind of feel like I fit. Magnesium, calcium. Yeah, I'm all like, this stuff. Oh, and yeah, by the way, throw, healthy throw, it all, throw it all out, you know? <laughs> no. Um, it's like, no, but I, I think it is. And I think it for me, you know, what fit means is like it really is whether you're religious, whether you're spiritual. It's mm-hmm. like it's that space in your chest where when you're there, you know that like this is why you're in you're yeah, in this space and align. time. Yeah, yeah. 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 I think so. Taking what the fit to a spiritual level. Oh, there you go. I love it. Thank <laughs> you so much. Right. Where can people follow you? Where can they, you know, website, all that good stuff. Sure. Well, all of the tools and my company stuff is at the Better Nutrition Program. Um, you know, I run around on social media. We yeah. do do monthly programs. Um, in February, we've got our Be Heart Healthy. In March, we've got an anti-inflammatory program. Ooh, so cool. if you're trying to like insert yourself in and you want a little bit of a push or you're a practitioner who wants to uh, participate and bring people on board, mm-hmm. uh, we'd love to have you. Yeah. Amazing. Listeners, thanks as always. Follow the podcast at What the Fit Podcast. Me personally, if you want to see the antics I'm up to, 
not in LA anymore, so it may be kind of boring, but at Chrissy Grody. Patreon, if you love What The Fit, help support. And if you're looking to grow your business, coaching, fitness, events, nutrition, advertise with What The Fit. DM me or email whatthefitpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks, guys. 